Yeah, and you see, bro, ooh, look at that, man. That's Chris. Look at these look two at the ball, ball heads, head. man. Look at it, man. <laughs> ball buff brothers. Oh, man, we the out ball here. Bu- <laughs> the ball buff brothers. That's a movie, man. The ball buff. Ball brother. buff moving. <laughs> and we we own a moving company. And it turns into an ball action comedy. Moving. Because we moving, we moving the drug dealer out and we get caught up in the drug kingpin <laughs> conflict. And so we get we got to survive and get out of it. <laughs> That could ball, be our movie, man. Ball buff movie. Ball buff movers. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love man. It. We can make that movie happen. Don't steal that, uh, yeah, they, they Susan 29-4. They stealing it, man. Matter of <laughs> fact, I'm about to get off this live. If y'all want to see this episode live right now, join my Patreon. Click the link in my bio. Become a patron saint. If not, you're just going to have to wait till tomorrow when the episode drops. So it's up to you, man. Y'all can get in on it early. Or you can just wait until tomorrow. But the patron saints, they in here. They getting it early, right here, right now, live. Y'all better get it right here, right no, now. And, no and edits. Put, put, pull your dictionaries out, because hey, he going to be like, I was like, wait, where's this going? Hey, yo. Pull your oh, dicks out. Wait, what that, did I That's why oh. I thought you was headed. You was like, pull, pull your dick. If you froze frame, it's oh. been like, pull your dick. I am definitely editing it, so it says, pull your dick out. Yeah. <laughs> Pull well, your hey, dick that out. Would be, that would be consistent with Paige Kennedy. So I would say something. You be pulling like that. your dick out? No, but I would say something like that. Pull your dick out, man. <laughs> Yo, uh, your your voice is viral. Isn't that you on the uh Really nigga? Yeah, that's you. Yeah, that's me. That's crazy. Yeah, that and uh, there's some chores in his house. Oh yeah, I yeah. got that, uh, that. Oh yeah, that, oh yeah, you rock that. You gave me that. I rock it every that, day. That, he was like, you gave me that flimsy t-shirt. Oh, this is flimsy. It's flimsy, man. Yo, this is- <laughs> when I tell you it looks like he survived a zombie yeah. apocalypse in that shirt. His holes he all got a in hole, there. How he got a hole in his nipple, bro. My like, whole nipple is out. Whole nipple. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's on several of March, uh, on one, uh, is it? Yeah, it's a straight bar shirt. And you know, like you you pull your shirt down yeah. and there's a thumb hole that's in my <laughs> I'm like, what the hey, hell? What's up with your material, man? <laughs> we need to strengthen it. Um. Anyway, all right, we're getting off the live. Boom, pow. We got Paige Kennedy in the house with the chores. <laughs> There's some chores in this house. Yeah, because I ended up buying like four different colors. Mm-hmm. Of, got of which one? Chores in this house. I got blue, gray, green, and red. And they and the all... Red, the red and green are tore up. Mm-hmm. I'll still be wearing them, though, because it's just... <laughs> It's just pajamas, you know what I'm saying? He does rock them every night. Uh-huh. Every night. Yep. I got the gray one. Uh, I got one that I take on the road. And I got A chores in his house. Chores in his house, man. My dog. Man, I'm telling you, man, I'm supported. <laughs> I'm supported, man. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? Um, we got Paige Kennedy in the building joining us for verbal cardio. And of course, I got my co-host, water, you know what I'm saying? How much water you drink a day? Uh, I have a... I don't know how much it is, but uh-huh. I probably drink one of those. One of these? Okay, it's a gallon. Okay. You think you're getting a gallon a day, realistically? If I'm working out right, yeah. Yeah. Because you'd be working because out. Because I, I, I would drink one of those things. One, I don't I don't know how much, how many liters, what, two liters? I don't know how much it, how many liters in a gallon? I don't know. I can tell you right now, hopefully. Uh, 3.78 liters. Okay, so... I drink one of those at the gym, uh-huh. and then throughout the day, I might have another one. Okay, another or liter. Half. 
Yeah. Okay. No, another two liters. Another two. Okay. Boom. Yeah. So, uh, so so either either I have a full one or a half one. So almost a gallon a day. Ron, you in there? You yeah. hydrated? Man, you know what I'm saying? That's all I ask. I'm a big proponent of water. I'm always talking about water. Water's my co-host on the show. You you only drink it. water? Yeah, pretty much. Damn. Like I drink uh if you don't count smoothies. But like oh, if yeah. you drink just a straight up liquid, it's usually like uh water, green juices. That's about it. Dang, you healthy, bro. I'm trying to be, man. You but so but don't don't get it twisted. I'll be bullshitting though. What? You I'll would be... drink some Gatorade sometimes? No, no, not on the drinks. I'll be bullshitting on like, you know, food. Oh. Yeah, that's the tough part. The drinks don't is easy. Talk to me about the drinks right is now. easy, man. <laughs> we got uh we got Sabrina on the on the ones and twos back Mirror. here, producer extraordinaire. Actually, Amir's, Actually, Amir's on the Amir's ones on the one and twos. And two. She's like, a producer extraordinaire. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we all here, and we got Paige Kennedy yeah. in the building. Yeah, fresh from the Upshaws. Y'all got a new season coming out, right? It's out. It's already out. The signs that you know that he ain't seen them. I, I haven't. I haven't seen. <laughs> I'm still on season one. <laughs> I'm still on season one, I episode am. one. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I pressed play, but then I had to. I watched. Live my we life. did a. Uh, we did a watch party with the Upshaws. Uh, we watched the first episode, and uh, and then you know life happened. Yeah, then, then I finished I got, living my life after I got that episode. Up. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> it got. It got crusty after that. Yeah. But, uh, congrats on the renewal. Thank you, man. And then it's out. Yeah. Well, the. Part one is out because you know the Netflix that they, they had this new thing because that first season, mm. man, we didn't know it was going. It stayed in top ten for a month. It stayed number one for what two weeks? Yeah, and uh, which was crazy that right. you got a, a all black comedy that mm. was like number one on Netflix. That's the whole thing, right? Everything you know, and and people just they consumed those ten episodes so quickly yeah. and vociferously that they were oh, just man, gone. Come on, man, you so just it, threw that in just to show off. Uh, what yeah, are you talking about? You did not need to use vociferously. You did not need to use that word just now. I'm calling bullshit. That was completely that was, uncalled yeah. for. Absolutely. <laughs> He's pulling a T.I. It right didn't now. even he flow just, into the just, flow of the conversation. He just you saying words. I'm glib that way. I that's how I felt you Consciously, like, let oh, me throw yeah. this word in there. He's I like, saw it. He was like, he was going like this. Yeah. The pages. yeah. What uh, word can I use to? Yes. I saw it happen. It, yeah. Because I was looking at you. You was looking at me and you I saw me find it. I saw it. You like, like, the wheels turning. I was procrastinating, looking for the words. Yep. Like, let me say a bunch of other words Hell that mean yeah, nothing man. so I can get out of there. tap dancing. <laughs> Showing off, man. No, but they, 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 lo they loved it. And and they devoured it, and yeah. um, you know they came back with sixteen episodes oh, this time. Nice. Um, but the way they do it is so you know because if they were to just put them all out, right? Everybody they just would watch just, them, and yeah, yeah, and then that's it. And they just got to wait a whole another year for right. so they so they break them up into two parts. And I think they did Stranger Things they like did. that too, right? Yeah, and the Ozark like they're they're big shows, right? So we are in that company. You in the, you the, in the break show. off? We now. in the break off. Company. Oh God! In sixteen episodes, that's a lot. Yeah, that's damn near. We damn near getting back to the territory of you know network TV. Twenty two, used to be twenty two. Yeah, exactly. So y'all creeping on up. Yeah, and that says a lot that Netflix was like, "Yeah, we gonna give y'all sixteen. Yeah, and we gonna that's sweet sixteen. Hell so, yeah! I mean, too bad for me. I wasn't able to indulge mm. in all of those episodes. Yeah, because I was. Uh, 
you know, I had to bifurcate my time because, you know, I was. Bifurcate. Bifurcate? <laughs> that means split it in two. Did you have to split up your time? Yeah. Is that what you had to do, yeah. Paige? See, it's wow. more of a delineation if oh. I were to oh, say delineation. to you. If I would have, I use you know these crazy? words. To... I didn't go to college because I didn't want none of this. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like <laughs> I didn't want none of this. I, I, I'm trying to explain myself in the most cogent way possible. And cogent? That's what, will you stop it, bro? That's regular. Look, in the cogent. <laughs> cogent. You heard these words before, but what I'm saying is, I use these words because they provide more delineation of my thought process. Now, and delineation. So, I've, delineation, I give yeah, you that. that. That's a good that's time. That's the one. That's the one we know. It's, it's normal. Like, it, you know what I'm saying? Mm. <laughs> Whatever, man. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so wait. So you had to bifurcate yes, uh -huh. your time. time between the Upshaws and whatever. What else you working and on? And the Meg, too. And the Meg, too. You mentioned that on your album. Yeah, 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 yeah. You must have. You must have. When did you. What was the last track you completed? Because I was like, man, he sound mad up to date with the lyrics <laughs> on what's going on. Yeah. Career-wise, so he was like, yo, I was shooting the Meg 2 and the Upshaws. I was just like, did he record this album last week? Yeah. that that. So my album was done when I went to London. When was that? Uh, at the end of January. Okay, so you just finished the album in January. But I still didn't have an intro to the album. And okay. I needed an intro. Yeah. And then ugh, my life just like... A whirlwind mm -hmm. just happened that with you me. talk about in the intro, yeah. yeah, and 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 because all of that stuff happened, so like for me, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't mm -hmm. do drugs, I you know, I numb. Your vice is sex, yeah. Okay, that's it. Mm -hmm. And so the only way that I can have my therapy is to get it out through my music. Yeah. Now my previous album, the Page album, was so cumbersome because of what was oh, happening in the world. Cumbersome. We know cumbersome. Yeah, yeah. She said, "We know cumbersome. We know it, but you Tony know, was like, still... I don't know cumbersome. Dude. I know cumbersome. <laughs> I've never heard that. it before. Yeah, <laughs> so cumbersome. Yeah, it, mm -hmm. it was. And so, so I, I didn't want to do that again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it it was it was so heavy that you don't do that again. Mm -hmm. I wanted to, you know, make this next album light and have levity to it and more fun. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And but." I still needed to talk about what was going on in my life. Exactly. I was going crazy, bro. Yeah. And so that intro, that's why I said it's the only song on the album that sounds like that. That's why, because I, I noticed, like, you know, because you opened the album up with that. And I was yeah. like, oh, man, it's getting deep. And then you go into Mac mode after that. And then yeah. you go into Don't Throw Me in the Group Chat. Yeah. And it's like. <laughs> I go to start yeah. having fun. Right, exactly. You know, the show songs. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then. You even have that Upshaws, the, the track featuring the Upshaws. Oh yeah, there. the audition. Yeah, you know, cause I I do I do that on every project. So uh -huh. every project, cause I feel like it's a perspective that rappers don't have. Yeah. So that the audience can't ever get that perspective because you know they don't. I mean, I guess technically, if you have an actor rapper, they could have that perspective, right. but we've never heard it before. No. And so. I want to give that to my fans. And so I, I did one about the Meg, yeah. I, you know, the story of how that happened, which, mm. you know, people like to hear, you know, how you got how you these do. things yeah. in, in detail. And so, you know, um, and did then you I, do that on touring pages? Yes. You did? Yeah. It's an audition on touring. It was the first one. Okay. Yeah. And, and that one, that one was, you know, 
that one was to me the most creative because I was playing all these different characters yeah. in, in it. Um, but the the other two were about actual things that I did. That that one was uh, created. You created, okay. Yeah. I like I like that you got a running theme within your albums with the audition. I yeah. remember Common used. To, I don't think you a big Common fan because we we talked about him. One I love the. Uh, I used to love her, but like he he used to have he had a theme of a robbery that he stretched out between two albums that really? he should have kept. Yeah, because it was like his apartment gets robbed in uh, on the one day it all makes sense album. And then there's, there's like two tracks connected to that. And then on the next album, like Water for Chocolate, his grandmother gets robbed on a riverboat. So it was just like, yo, he got a running theme of, of you know, robberies going on. Damn. Then he kind of he kind of dipped out. So it was kind of dope. And but then were they the same? Were they called the same? They were called. Um, shoot, I forget the name of of each of the tracks. Oh, but they were they were different names for them. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. It was like well on on that first album it was a part one and part two yeah, 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 within yeah. the same album. And then the, the second one it was like uh, this one his grandmother called him like they robbed me on the riverboat they took my purse and then he tells that story about how he was able to find the cast of Robert's grandmother. Really? Yeah. Um, but um, did he have his grandma on the song? It she sounded like it sounded uh -oh. like an old woman. Yeah, Lonnie, they, 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 they got me on the riverboat. She sounded like an old woman. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if it was his actual, because he used to always put, another thing that he always had, he would always put his dad on there um, just talking. At the end of the album, it would be his dad. He'd be mm. like, hey, and he would just come and talk, drop mm. jewels or whatever. And he, he ended up passing away, so he couldn't be on all the albums. But I like running things. And even Redman. I know you're a Redman yeah, fan. Yeah, he would always have Dr. Like Trevis and, like, uh, you know, a Quilly, old man Quilly mm -hmm. on the albums. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, I used to like hearing those running themes on like I albums. love the Superman lover thing. Oh, yeah. Because you, you look for those. Right. You know, because you want to see what is he going to do this time. Mm -hmm. You know, and and I was a big, which is, you know, th that kind of like uh, goes along with it because I was a big fan of Red Man doing right. that. And as you could tell, like, and of EPMD. So if you oh, could yeah. tell like how, my albums always have something to like play off of my Page. name. Yeah. Yeah. They used to do business. <laughs> yeah. They business is usually business strictly business. Yep. Business, never personal. Yeah. Yeah. And back every time, back in business, every time I'm like, what are they going to do next? Right. <laughs> what kind of business we handling now? You know, yeah, like, handle your business. <laughs> handling business. Did they do business, never personal? Yeah. They did that. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm trying to think of another business. Were you, were you up on hip hop back then, EPMD days? So, okay, so, all right, EPMD's first album dropped, what, 87? I can't remember when their first album dropped. That's that's 88, 87, that's the I can look right Rock now, Him. hold on, we can do this on the podcast, I, we can look. I think, so Rakim, uh, Eric B and Rakim, they was in... How old are you? Can you say your age yeah, with pride? I'm 45. 45, we the same age. Yeah. When your birthday? Same age. We both got a Visalign. We, we both fix our teeth. You know what I'm saying? We ball. Like ball <laughs> yeah. We the same nigga. <laughs> we the same individual. When your birthday? November 23rd. Okay, so 76. I got you. I'm older than you, man. You're a youngster. Oh, well, it is yours. It's May. May 17th. May 17th. So the first album, EPMD, 1998. I mean, 1988, oh, okay. my bad. So Strictly Business was the debut. So in that time, uh, I'm 11. I turned 11 that year. So I'm at the mercy of whatever my older brothers have in the mm. house. 
So, you know, um, so I'm hearing EPMD and I'm just like, yo, that's dope. But if my brothers didn't have it, then I, I didn't have all the access to it I needed unless I went to my friend Leon's house and they had it. So I'm like, Why yo. Leon had it? He had older brothers? Leon was the oldest in his family. So Of your friends? Yeah. So like, you know, Leon had younger brothers and then Robert. So Leon would, would always have like a tape or two. You know, he introduced me to Ghetto Boys and like, mm. you know what I'm saying? So EPMD. And so my brother Scott, he listened to rap more than my oldest brother. My oldest brother was more in the house music and, and pop and uh, different genres. He really wasn't playing hip hop like that. But how, Scott, how, how older is he? So the you? gap is ten years between me and Khalil. Oh shit! So I'm I'm young, and then six years between me and Scott. Okay. So, um, so ten years with me and my brother too. The we one the who, same who, individual, and we the same individual. And, like you said, at the yeah. mercy to whatever you're at the he mercy. has. Because I'm 11. What am I going to do? Right. It wasn't like I had money. I wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> what am I going to do? Wait a second. We the huh? same nigga. You're older than him because you're turning 46 this year. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't even think about this. You got me. <laughs> now you must genuflect yeah, to me I got, I got because it. I am I your superior. Flex. What's this word, man? <laughs> you must genuflect to me, sir. <laughs> genuflect? Yes. What does that mean? That means like when you... They when got you, to bow that yeah, curtsy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One, one, one knee down and you okay. kind of give deference okay. to someone. I'm so you... Elder. What was your introduction to, to hip-hop? Uh, the introduction to hip-hop where, was where probably... Really, you felt it like, what is this? When you felt it in your... So my brother was 10 years older than me, and I was probably, I moved to Detroit from L.A. when I was six. So wait, pause it up. I was born so in Detroit. you started in L.A.? No, I was born in Detroit. You were born in Detroit? <laughs> and my mom just took me and was like, we out of here. And she took me to L.A. So from like one to like six, I lived in L.A. Okay. And then she shipped me back to Detroit with my dad. I was hard on you then. Huh? I was hard on you. Oh, cause because you, know you have LA roots. I do have. LA I didn't know roots. that. Yeah, I thought it was all Detroit. Nah. Then you came to LA to pursue a dream. Nah. Oh, so him being a Lakers fan. It don't hit fan. the same. Yeah, yeah, it don't really hit the same. Ah! I had a little cliff note in there to save me. <laughs> you dirty bastard! Because I, I was like, "Yo, why are you from Detroit and rocking with the Lakers?" I just, but now you have a little connection yeah. there. Yeah. God damn it! <laughs> that connection, even mm. though I ain't technically know that connection. Because what do you know when from? I know you don't six, remember nothing. <laughs> it's not like I had a little uh, Magic Johnson ball. Like, hey. yeah, like <laughs> you should still be all Detroit. No, I can't because I. But, you know what I'm saying. I sp I lived in Los Angeles longer than I lived in Detroit. But there's a clause in there. There's a clause. What's the clause? The clause is since you spent time in LA, because mm. like your earliest memories, how fast did your mom move from Detroit to LA? How old were you? Two months. So so your earliest memories are actually in LA. Right. Like if you go back further in the yeah, yeah. In it's Los gonna Angeles. be LA. So you have that connection. So that's the clause. Yeah. Piece Woo, of shit. I barely hey whoo, the skin Wait, of my teeth. What you don't try to parse <laughs> nah, through nah, this nah. to figure out a way. Nah, I just want to know what years like where where'd you go to uh elementary, middle school, and high school? Elementary Detroit. school was you know because if you left at I, six, you you barely started preschool. Right, exactly. And I and I and I started that in Los Angeles, and then when I got to Detroit, they 
I don't know. They must have pushed me to the next grade. Yeah. Because I, you know, I was uh, 16 years old as a senior in high school. Oh, you and, was young as hell. Yeah, and I and I always been young as hell the whole time. Like yeah. through all my schooling, when I went to college, I was the youngest person there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. Okay. So so I always been the youngest. The young one. But. So my brother was ten years older than me right. when, when I moved to uh, back to Detroit, uh-huh. and um, he he was all hip hop. He was sixteen, yeah, you know, and oh, and that's in. what he brought in the house. And obviously, I was obsequious to my brother because he had all of the. Let's, the cool- let's mute. Like let's. What we should do is edit this so it's like he's cursing. So you just put like a beep every time he says a big word. And people are like, damn, what he just said? We don't know either. Obsequious? <laughs> yes. Did I say it right? Yes. Oh, you nailed that word. Obsequious. There it is. All right, damn. All right, hey, man, listen. The ladies love a man with a wonderful, loquacious, <laughs> loquacious. vocabulary. <laughs> they, they, they you be using it. big words in the bedroom? Not in the bedroom, but oh, okay. get him in the bedroom. <laughs> like, he's so smart. Ooh. <laughs> His head must be try so big. Mid pumps. Mid pumps. Yes. So, throw in the vocab. You <laughs> should be like, what? Oh, she, she just around. throws this up. This is inscrutable. <laughs> she just throws up. She can't handle it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so your brother's 16, all hip hop, comes yeah, yeah, in the yeah. house. And, 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 you know, he, he is everything hip hop. So all of his clothes, his fashion, Everything is is that way. He got on the full Adidas jumpsuit, yeah. Run DMC, Kango, LL Cool J, all that. Right. You know, and so my earliest memories are of mm-hmm. Curtis Blow. Okay. That was the, that was the, the main one that he was playing and showing me. Right. And then that, you know, that spilt over to Run DMC uh-huh. and then the Fat Boys. Yeah. And then Crush Grooving became like the everything for me in my right. life. So I started... Rapping myself, so you started Remember, then. I started like seven, eight years old. Wow. My first rap, my telephone, uh-huh. and my first show was ten years old. I did the uh, a special guest um, at the state fair, the Detroit State Fair. Wow, at ten, ten years old. Wow, and, and I got and I got booed. I got booed before I even rapped. <laughs> at ten, at ten, I'm just a little kid. That's it's a cool my first crowd. show, and and I had this song, my telephone. And uh, my manager, Rodney Laurie, Rodney L, he 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 was a, a Prince impersonator. He lived next door to me. He uh-huh. he he's a legend in Detroit. That's why. if you ask me, how'd you get on tour, Biggie and yeah. Ice Cube, and all of that stuff came from Rodney because wow. he he was running around with all these cats, Ice T, all of that. Yeah. Um, but he put me on that show, and I didn't have a beat for that song. Uh huh. So we went and used the uh, Eric B. Rakim B side, I think on their second album. Mm. It was a, it was a it was the first single on the second album on a B side, uh, and I used that instrumental. Now I'm on stage. I'm only ten. I'm by myself. The stage is huge to me. Right. And there's there's people in the crowd, and I'm standing there with the mic. I don't know to tell the people when to start. I'm just right. there. When I hear the music, I know I go. So right. I'm just standing there. Man, this dude in the front row just stands up and says, boom. Oh, and I'm snap. like, oh, my God. Yeah. And when he said that, they just press play. Boom, boom, boom. And everybody starts saying, ah. Yeah. And even him, he was like, ah. 
Oh, so he just wanted the music. Yeah, yeah. He and then I I went in. My telephone is a great big pain because every girl that calls me sounds the same. My girl, <laughs> like, and and I I go I go into my thing and you know and I had that one rap for probably I want to say like three or four years before yeah. I made the second rap and the second rap came in elementary school. I think I probably was in the fifth grade, <laughs> and we there used to be this thing called my buddy dolls. Oh, I remember, you remember we used my to buddy sock dolls? buddy out, man. Oh, yeah. We used to take, sock buddy out. We used to yep. beat the shit out of my buddy, <laughs> what man. What you mean, yeah? Well, you don't know my yeah, buddy. My, bro- my brother loved my buddy. <laughs> Hold on, yeah. yeah. But then that's also the uh, what inspired Chucky mm-hmm. was my buddy. Yeah, yeah. it. Yeah. Yep. My buddy died. We used yeah. to tear his ass. That's up, hilarious. My, my friend Leon's little brother had my buddy. We used to sock <laughs> my buddy Because he's big out. enough for you to punch. If he was to come back to life, he'd have tore our ass loose, man. <laughs> he did. He came back as Chucky. Man. <laughs> no, but but so I changed that to my dicky. See, I've had this problem ever since I was a little kid, bro. Yeah. This sexual problem. Like, well, I don't know why a 10-year-old would decide to make his rap called my dicky. Right. But I had, my second rap was talking about my penis. Yeah. And I'm in the, what, fifth grade mm. in elementary school. And, um, yeah. And so I had those two raps, my telephone and my, my dicky. dicky was the follow-up. Yeah, my dicky was the follow-up. Yeah. Now, when I tell you, like, I mean, I was precocious, bro. Uh, so I was a precocious kid. Well, precocious is that's no, that's out could, there. That's on the He's like, I don't know, precocious. That's on the block. But, uh, precocious. They, be saying, they be saying that on the block. Precocious, I was a precocious child. And so so there would be teenagers, like uh young adults that would come and knock on my mom's door for me to come out just so I could rap, you know, because yeah. like in my neighborhood, I'm the youngest one that's doing that. Right. You know. And so, yeah, those those are like my earliest memories, and that's what what started me. And okay. so, and and you know, and then I went on to continuing to do shows and go on different things mm. with legends, and that's why I still have like these connections to this day because right. like I was young and I man, was, you knew Biggie, man, Biggie Cube, that's crazy, all all of that. <laughs> that's crazy, though. You know the the legends, the legends. And and you know, and the legends still rock with me today, you know. Yeah. Like Meth Red, Red just texted me the other you day. You got Red Man's phone number? Yo, call him right now. What? <laughs> of course crazy, I got Red Man's man. phone right number. Right in the phone. That's man. crazy, man. You got them saved in there as Red Man or Red? Reggie. <laughs> Gotta save them as, man. That's dope, man. I don't even I don't even have to I, I got so many people in this phone that, That's crazy. I mean, you you got a lot of people in your phone too, but yeah. Do you be changing their names just in case? Nah. I change their names. Oh, you just trying to- That way if somebody got my phone, they won't uh, be bugging them. Anonymity in case. That's a good word right there. Red man right there. Red man, that's crazy, though. Yeah, man. I mean, but look, I think the first time I opened for uh, Red Man and Method Man was 1996. Um, Did you open for them on the uh, Hard Knock Live tour? No. Oh, it, it's before that. It, yeah, this is this is this is when they first started touring together. Then this is when they. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because yeah. the, the, the record label linked them to when they were promoting the month of the man. Yeah. Def Jam was like the month of the man, and it was like Red Man, Method Man. They were mm-hmm. coming out. I remember that promo, and I was just like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, there you it know? is. And then uh, ever since then, you know, those two worked, worked so well together. Mm-hmm. It was just like. 
yo, this is magic right here. Right. Because I, I was, I, I opened for um, Wu-Tang, Shaheem. That's crazy. And I know it's it's crazy. Like in college, in my community college, when I first went to community college. Uh, yeah, I got, I got, I got pictures of me and Shaheem. Shaheem, like. 13 years old or something man, like that. The rugged Keith Murray, all, Keith Murray, all those cats, man. Damn. Yeah, man. I I'm 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 I go I go back. So for those that don't know, because you know, you was introduced to me from Weeds. Like that was my introduction to you. It mm. was just like I was watching the show Weeds. I was a fan of the earlier seasons. And then um I was like, yo, that was the first time I ever saw you. And I was just like, man, who is this villain right here? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Who is this, villain, is this right villain, here? villain right here with the weed? And then um, and then from there, you know, I would see you and other stuff, and it was just like, all right, man, this dude out here working. And so, um, and then, you know, cut to, you know, fast forward, and then I see you. You were one of the early Vine stars. Yeah. Wait, here. you never saw, you black, and you never saw a leprechaun back to the hood? That's impossible. I never saw it. What? To this day. You saw Leprechaun Back to the Hood. Yeah, you were in it. <laughs> yeah, I was the, the, the weed, the one that spent so all that this money weeds. on the weed. Yeah, this is that was my first movie. I never that's saw a, it. That's a throwback. Every right black person I know yeah, has seen that I movie. I never saw it. And it still come on every year at Halloween on it's BT. It's a cold classic. It is a cold it, classic. It but I never cold. got into Leprechaun. Neither never. You never saw none of the leprechauns? No, not all right. I was I would just see pieces. I would just Damn. be like, yeah. Shout out to Warwick Davis. You know, Warwick what I'm da- you know his name. Hell yeah, yeah. I'm a, even Willow. movies I haven't seen. I'd be like, yo, Warwick Davis. You okay. Know what I'm um, but I didn't even know you was you was in that joint. <laughs> yeah, that was I my seen it. <laughs> man, it's just like oh, that snap. was my that was my first film that I ever did. I think 2003. How'd you get that rule? The leprechaun back to so. It's funny how I got my first role ever, which was in when I I moved here. So I went to graduate school for Shakespeare in two thousand in Detroit or no, here at uh, uh, University of Delaware. Oh, Delaware. Okay. Yeah, I went to a prestigious place. Like, oh wow. Yeah, man. You know, like in college they have these things called ERTAs. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like they take acting serious, like yeah. like like athletes. Right. So they have ERTAs where you have different regions of colleges that come and they try and find their graduate class. And so um, I did the Chicago uh, mm-hmm. region where they all came and you have to do two contrasting monologues, okay. you know, hopefully to be juxtaposed against each other to show mm-hmm. how, how uh, vast your range is. Yeah. And I broke my school's record. I had 17 callbacks of oh, colleges that were interested. But I also had kids so mm. so that was one of my one of my stipulations is my stipend had to be enough to pay for my child support okay as well as for me to live how many how many kids you have at the time two okay yeah i had tim and kirsten like at that time and okay. i just had tim yeah. you know and so um all that i was getting flown out to colleges that it, i felt like uh Damn, you he were- got game yeah like ray allen you was, like, you was jesus nobody else this wasn't happening no none of the actors in my school i had obviously amazing actors there nobody was getting flown to well, colleges and out. i got flew out to multiple Man. colleges i went to south carolina 
which which was a they had a dope program there. But soon as we were driving on, I saw that Confederate flag on people's porches. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh no, thank you. Yeah, I would not be going here. Right. Um. But then Delaware was like, look. Whatever school offers you whatever, we will match it. Okay. And so I was like, bet. All yeah. right. So that's where I chose to go. And plus, that was where Steve Harris went. You know Steve Harris? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we looked Y'all the do same. look similar. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And so they made me play all the roles that he had Hell played yeah. 10 years before me. Wow. King Lear, the Cherry Orchard. So anyway, anyway. Steve Harris is dope, man. Yeah, he, him he's and his so brother dope. Wood Harris? Man, they, they kill it. And they're completely yeah. different. They Their are. acting style is completely different. Yep. They look completely different. I, mm. lo- I love both I didn't of know they guys. were brothers until way later. I was like, yo, they brothers? Mm-hmm. Never knew. I, I only saw them work together on the, the BMF. I was like, that's the first time. Yeah, first time I seen them actually in the scene together. Which one better? And they're both in a uh, uh, winning time. Oh yeah, they are both, both in winning in time. Yeah, yep. different role, but yep, like they both ro- in yeah. There. They like, both. Yeah. Which one you like better? Wood, you like wood better? I feel like Wood has diverse. better. He's been getting better roles throughout, outside of like Steve Harris and the practice and like him in Sugar Hill. Hmm. But but The Wire is so iconic that, you know, Avon yeah. Barksdale. Yeah. And then, you know, Wood Harris. His diversity is just like it's unmatched. It's crazy. It's crazy. Because he can do so much stuff. Right. And and I attribute it, you know, because I, I was talking to my, like, my actor friends um, and, and I was like, damn, man. So my training mm. has allowed me to... Like I'm more of a Steve Harris type mm-hmm. actor because of my training and because yeah. of w- where we came from and how we choose to do what we do. But I was like, I wish I was like Wood though because mm-hmm. Wood is just as good, but he don't seem like he acting. Like he yeah. seemed like they just dropped the real person in there right. and this is what's happening. Yeah. Steve Harris, you know he acting. You can see his tricks. You can you appreciate it because yeah. it's an art form. Right. But you can you know what that is. Wood just seems completely natural right. in everything he does. There's no moments that I see the actor working. Yeah. You know, and and I love that. And I wish that I had more of that. But the mm. training kicks in. It's the like, train. oh, this is what this is how you. <laughs> yeah. The training is just like on my back. It's like right. an albatross that's around my neck that I can't get loose. The training. Did Wood Harris, did he go through all of this stuff? I don't think he did, like, went to graduate school. So he has less training, man. I think so. In terms of, okay, so that's probably what allows him to look more... I guess organic. Yeah, organic, yeah. natural. Yeah, he yeah. He 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 looks all of that. But but anyway, so so I I I was doing that, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I went to college to 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 do all of that stuff. Wait, wait, I'm trying to go back to where we were, like how I even got to tell how you. How we got to because I was asking you how you got your role in the leprechaun. Oh, 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 oh okay. So I can't I left college early because mm-hmm. they were teaching me to do great plays on great stages right you know and i always knew i wanted to be a movie star since okay. i was a kid you didn't like want michael to jackson the theater you didn't nah. want to be running around nah, doing different i needed Broadway money plays. i had I feel kids that. man i feel that. you know I, I i needed money and plus like because of michael jackson that's why i wanted to be an entertainer in the first place yeah like you know when i saw him in the whiz and that's what did it for you that did it for me far as all around entertainment. Yeah. He did it for me, period. Like uh-huh. on his dancing and singing. Right. I wanted to do that. But then when I saw him in the Wiz, I was like, oh, I want to be an actor too. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh I left. 
and I came here. And the first month I got here, I snuck into an audition at Sony Studios, and I told them I was a courier making a delivery. Mm. And I auditioned for a CBS pilot called The Kennedys. Oh, wow. The irony. It was yeah. called the Kennedys. Uh-huh. Now, I, I wasn't playing one of the Kennedys in there. It just happened to be a Boston family, white family named the Kennedys. And I was the the boyfriend of the daughter. And mm. I was an aspiring DJ with Randy Quaid. And oh, Randy John Quaid. Daly Francis, who is, I don't know if you know who he is, but he's a he's an actor. He was uh-huh. on Bones. But he also is a writer, director. He, he wrote all type of, he got Dungeons and Dragons coming out now yeah. that he just directed. Okay. You know, he, he wrote, he, he wrote massive stuff like the Spider-Man homecoming. Uh, oh shit. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's huge. Yeah. And he, he was the little brother on that show then. Oh, so wow. I, I've been knowing him since he's 13. That's and, crazy. Yeah. So anyway, I, I snuck into that audition and I ended up getting that part. That's what got me an agent and everything. Uh-huh. And, um, that was in 2001. Okay. I didn't get my first film until 2003, which mm. was Leprechaun Back to the Hood. And and I auditioned for that, and I I wanted it so badly, but I just kept losing out roles to rappers. Like, every time, bro. Every time. <laughs> everything I'm trying to do, I lost out roles to rappers. And, yeah. and then that one finally came through, and I was able to do that. We shot that film, me, Laz Alonzo. Uh, Laz Alonzo. He's killing on the boys. He is killing on the boys. He's yeah. doing his thing. Milk. What is it? Mother's, Mother's Milk. Mother's I auditioned yeah. for that role. I was like, good job, bro. You did? Yeah. Man. <laughs> I was like, good job, Laz. could the t-shirts, man. <laughs> good job, brother. Yeah. Uh, and so we did that in like two weeks. And then right after that, I started SWAT. Like one week after that. Now, the difference of yeah. shooting Leprechaun back to the hood where our trailer is just like in some warehouse just in the room with yeah. nothing in there and then doing a movie with Samuel Jackson right. LL Cool J Colin Farrell Jeremy yeah. Renner Michelle Rodriguez cause like, you was you was Jeremy Renner's homeboy yeah. in SWAT right. y'all was all like y'all was some assholes we, we was some assholes and the cool thing about that is we filmed that movie for six months bro when you watch it, you be like, that ain't no six months worth yeah. of work. Right. But so much stuff get cut because the movie is following the good guys right. being chased, you know, chasing after the bad guys. The movie right. is not following the bad guy. Like, we're not the right. centerpiece. Right. But when I'm filming this movie, I feel like the centerpiece. I'm, yeah. doing, I'm six months in. Right. Trudging through fake swamp stuff, all that. Damn. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. So I'll take it back. So when was Weeds? Weezy is like after all of that. So Weez I'll take it like, back, man. I saw you in SWAT, but didn't know it was you. Mm. So I saw SWAT in theaters. Did you? Yeah. So I saw it because man, I don't know if I text you or I hit you. Maybe I never even said anything. I watched SWAT again. <laughs> like you ain't uh, never text uh, me. No, no, no. What are you talking about? Didn't I hit you up saying <laughs> you I saw texting. you in SWAT? It was, I never was no. like, yo, I didn't know you, you was said in, it in your head. But no. I appreciate that. So when I watched SWAT again <laughs> after knowing you, I was like, yo. Paige Kennedy was in this. I didn't even realize it because, you know, it takes sometimes when you when you look at actors, you have the moment where they really register. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Weeds was My since I didn't out. see Leprechaun, that was like, all right, this guy. Cause mm-hmm. you cause that was the type of role you yeah, had. You was the heavy. Out. So right. it was like we were forced to Cause in SWAT you was just the guy yeah, with Jeremy. I was the guy. With, I was the guy with the heavy. Yeah, it was just like. But now you are the heavy. Yeah, yeah So yeah, it was just yeah. like this guy right here. That's that's when you. That's <laughs> Where you, you like? That's me, right? Yeah, because it's like he looks like me. Man, right here. <laughs> 
We and got so, the same. Do it again. We got the same got box the same, set. Look at that. You know what I'm Look this, at it. The arm. Dude, that right arm here. looks exactly the same. We the same guy. Right here with the <laughs> weeds and the ability. You can't trust We're the same guy. This guy. You see that arm there. It's fun going back too and seeing actors that you didn't even realize they was in this. Yeah. Because you, they didn't register with you yet. Yeah. You be like, oh shit, Johnny Depp was yeah, in Nightmare like, on Elm oh, Street. Shit. Oh shit. Yeah, I know, right? Because you you remember them in Twenty One Jump Street, and then you go back and be like, "Yo, he did and get pulled into the it, bed." Your age dictates it too. Yeah. So like when I watch something when I was a kid, I'm not looking to see. I'm just watching, bro. Right. You know what I'm saying? But when you older, you're paying attention to more. Right. You know, you're parsing through things oh, differently. Parsing. It parsing through, you know, and you're looking even the extras. You you pay attention yeah. to the extra. But I, I play <laughs> basketball with that nigga. Yeah. All right. He was in this the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so okay, you got the role. You went to Delaware. You got the role. Uh, you came to LA. You sold out on Detroit. When did you sell out on Detroit? <laughs> yeah, let's. let's when did you turn that. your back? I sold out on, on Detroit while I was in graduate school. So, two thousand when, when I was a big fan of Shaq, mm-hmm. right? You just a Shaq fan of everybody the... but Piston players, huh? Like y'all didn't have no legends. But keep going. <laughs> Now, now remember, I left Detroit when I left Detroit, nineteen ninety five. I graduated in ninety four. No, 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 no. I had to go to school first. Delaware is graduate school, master's degree. That's the top shit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so you went to school. Where'd you go out of high school? So after high school, I went to Grand Rapids Community College. Oh, this I was is born where in Grand Rapids. Rapids, Michigan. You was born in Grand yeah. Rapids, Michigan. Yeah. Okay, G Raggedy yeah. in the building. Yeah, hey, I was born in Grand Rapids. But man. he don't never represent Grand Rapids. You was a was, traitor, he was, bro. He was, he was born there and went home. We fled Grand Rapids and went right back to Chicago. Oh. So I, don't even, I didn't even remember Grand Rapids oh, okay. until I got older and we visited my grandmother. But So All I can't right. really claim it. You can kind of claim You were born there. I was born there. I'm proud of that. All but right. <laughs> I ain't got no memory. I ain't got no Yeah, streets. you don't know. You don't know. I got nothing. <laughs> but no, I... I, 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 <laughs> I got nothing. What about Rapids, the hospital? Huh? What about the hospital? I was at Blodgett Hospital. That's a uh, hospital I was born in. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's Blodgett. It's uh, the name. Yeah, that's the name of it. Blodgett. I mean, Blodgett. Yeah, it's yeah. still there. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's still there. Wow. Huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Blodgett. Yeah, Blodgett. Blodgett. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I w- I went I went there to play football, <clears throat> and that didn't work out. Uh-huh. Uh, so while I was there, I got into theater because I knew I was like, okay, I know I want to be an actor. The best actors come from the stage. Let me get into this theater department mm. and figure out if I'm even good or not. Yeah. Because in Detroit, there wasn't, I mean, I had like these little like extracurricular classes that you could take in yeah. high school, but th- we didn't put on no full on plays. Okay. Like, so I couldn't really tell how good I was or nothing. Mm. And then when I went to Grand Rapids Community College, they, the auditions that they were having were for plays that were like for white people. Like, Throw the baby with the bathwater or like Moliere, t- like sh- stuff that I wouldn't even be in. And because I came from a public school, mm-hmm. I couldn't read out loud well. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we had these cold readings for these things. And I'm up there literally sounding like I'm reading because I am. Yeah. And I'm struggling doing that. And right. these motherfuckers is coming up in there and they killing it. Right. So obviously they're not going to cast me. So I didn't get cast in Grand Rapids until I did a Grand Rapids community theater play called The Piano Lesson by okay. August Wilson. And that was August about Wilson. The, August Wilson. Another Man, connection. That, that month is what's no, the first play I ever did was an August Wilson play, Fences. 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 That was Corey. the first. 
I was uh Crooks. Crooks? Yeah. Oh. Yep. Okay. Yeah, so I was him. Um the first play I ever did. That was my introduction to theater. He's a beast, right? <laughs> oh man. I love Hell yeah, August Wilson's dope. You then know, I did fences after that. Did you? Mm, man. True uh Troy Max. Hey, I I I I dabbled around in in some of the directing uh class courses things uh, yeah. with Troy but yeah that's a, that's an incredible role too I mm. never I never fully got to play in fences I wish yeah. that I did but August Wilson so I I ran through I I read all his plays cuz he was the first playwright that I got to do right and, you know and I I played Lyman Jackson in the piano lesson um. and it was rave reviews all through the Grand Rapids press and all all of this stuff and then that made the people at my school kind of look at me differently because I yeah. finally got to show what I can do. Right. And then that's when they started casting me like like in everything across the town, like even the other uh, civic theater. And yeah, I started to get cast, but I was only going to be there for one more uh, semester. And yeah. then I was leaving to go to Western. So gotcha. I left Grand Rapids to go to Western Michigan University uh -huh. for undergrad okay and and so so I, I was doing i was doing the undergrad there and then i went to graduate school got you so you were still in michigan yeah so you still should have been repping the pistons okay so what Ooh. happened was i had already left in 1994 okay so i was gone 95 96 97 98 mm. i go straight to graduate school 99 mm. kobe comes to the Lakers and you got Shaq and I'm like oh my god nah, my man. two my two favorites on the same team and I just I just became a diehard fan and every year my my like I became a sycophant of Kobe Bryant's mm. I, how could I because we didn't have Jordan no more like Jordan was phasing his way out when mm. Kobe was coming yeah he looked just like Jordan to me mm. so I'm like Nigga, I still got Jordan again. <laughs> and, and then, he, to me, me personally, he took the game further than what Jordan did mm. with the footwork and the long-distance <clears throat> shooting. So, I, you know, he, he was everything for me. So, I, I, I didn't care about nothing. And I was now on the West Coast where I only – I didn't get no damn Piston games. I only got Lakers games because I was living in Los Angeles. Would you have watched the Pistons games? They Hell no. See? After I fell in love See? with Kobe and Shaq, that was it, bro. The Lakers had who then? They had – they had that was during the times of, like, Billups and Rip Hamilton. They didn't even have a star. They had a, a amalgamation of oh. good players. I heard of that one. But they did not have a star. Mm-hmm. Still could have been loyal, though. right? How? Like you could have like just like checked up on them, see if they're all right. How? Like, Tell me how. In two thousand and one, what was my options to watch a pissing game? I'll wait. You would have figured it out. I'm sure there was a I'll pissing wait. bar, huh? This show, I'm sure there was a bar somewhere just playing all the games. Yeah, nah. You, you could have kept up on the internet. Two thousand one, yeah. they didn't have. Uh, you could have watched the fuzzy, the fuzzy yeah. channels with the you, games you playing. Had <laughs> This is not the sports centers was on though. Was you checking in with the Pistons? Did you keep track of the record? I had already gone too God far. God damn, man. You completely sold out. ASAP, too. You just said I didn't sell out because I'm originally. But but from no, Los but Angeles. you completely because you fell in love 
and you sold out. You was just like, oh, Shaq, Kobe, and you dipped. When I loved the Pistons during the Bad Boy era, I was still even too young to fully grasp what was going on. I'm what? In 90, 89? How old are we in, in 89? When we when the Pistons won? 89, so I'm uh, 12? Yeah, we, we 12, 11. That should have stuck with you. Bro, I'm thinking about my son now. He 10. I don't know if any of this stuff right now is about to just stick. Well, he loved Roblox, so maybe. The Bulls won the first championship in 91. 91. I was 13. That was older. You were a teenager. I was not a teenager. We're just going from 12 to 13. No, bro. It's a teenager. That's 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 coming of age era. That's that's when you start to become who you go become. But y'all was still good in that era. No, Jordan was whooping our ass, bro. But they, but y'all were still good though. Like he, Jordan, Jordan was beating y'all, but it wasn't like y'all was y'all was a bum team. Jordan was beating us, and I was rooting for Jordan. <laughs> Jordan was beating everyone. See, you a player He's fan? Jordan. That's what you I, are. I'm a player fan. You're a player fan. Yep. I'm a player. No loyalty. I, I, no, I'm loyal to the Lakers now. Oh, so why, even you loyal, if, why are you loyal to them now? Even Kobe's even, gone. That's what I'm saying. Because I've been a Laker fan for so long, oh, a diehard now, Laker fan. Now you want to throw years and you, you you want skin in the game now. I got skin in the game. But you had skin on Detroit. I, I didn't have much skin. I had I I didn't have much skin at all. I had one layer of skin with those. 89. I guarantee you that if the, if Detroit was good, who who was you going for when Detroit and the Lakers face off the in the Lakers. finals? How'd you and feel? And my Detroit when people it? were upset with me. Of course. Even, even the actors that came from Detroit that lived in Los Angeles said, How the f you go go for LA? Absolutely. When the Pistons is in, the, and I was pissed when they won. <sighs> I was pissed done when they won. Out. He completely How? sold out. Jesse, she was like, That was a reach. That was a reach. You I'm completely sold out. out. How? You just said I'm from Los Angeles. Now, I didn't, Kinda. I didn't say you were from. I'm just saying you have a connection. Yeah, you have a, I got you have ties. an amendment within the you have a clause. But I got your, ties. your formative years was in Detroit. Mm. Okay. Because you know, six, six, you don't remember nothing. Well, I I fell in love with the Knicks at like seven. Why did you fall in love with the Knicks that early? Your dad was like, Nah, the the dunk no, like seven. it was John Starks, Patrick yeah, Ewing, Anthony Patrick Mason. Ewing and the Knicks was killing them. Yeah, they was giving they was giving the Bulls smoke. Come on, don't man. don't say killing because they never actually hey, even. Hey. Sorry, they didn't win nothing, but they was giving they was giving they went to the finals. Yeah. The Knicks went to the finals and lost. Game. They lost, but they went to the finals. That's something. Oh, okay. yeah, and that's it, good. And Patrick Ewing is a. Is a what? Is it Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. Is it? Was I think he, he is. He I don't know if he was there. I had his shoes. You know the funny thing about his shoes? Huh. My first t tour, I have a photo right now with me and Dub C on a hill, me and Ice Cube on the Lollapalooza tour. Mm -hmm. I'm 15 years old. And you got on Patrick Ewan. And I got Ewan's. on Patrick Ewan's. Right. No loyalty. Why would I have loyalty to that? I'm just saying. I'm, <laughs> I'm giving her a shout out I mean, that I had on some Ewans. The patron saints, is Patrick Ewan in the Hall of Fame? Yes, uh, since 2008. Come on, man. Don't disrespect Patrick Ewan. <laughs> He's one of the greats. He is. 
You know what I'm saying? We was Oakley, beefing with them. I still give the Knicks props. Had, man, we had a lot of people when I was. John Starks dunked on us. He dunked yeah. on two, two of y'all. People. Yeah. Two. I was like, ooh, ooh. Yeah, he gave mm-hmm. y'all the. They had us nervous. Yeah. But you, you, you sold out. I don't man. think I sold out because I got those ties man. to Los Angeles. You didn't even you realize like you, you had the ties now until I now. Know. He's like, and I now. didn't sell out. I bought in. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. What he it bought is. into the Lakers, man. That's then you're exactly. gonna stay true to them now. Yeah. Cause now you gave me this evocative tool that I can use going forward now. Oh, so thank evocative you. I should have never gave you that clause. I should have never gave you niggas clause. Man, dog. You supposed to stay true. Cause you stay true to Detroit and hip hop. I do. You be talking oh, about Eminem yeah, all the time. Oh, you work with Elzai on the regular. So Royce. your favorite MC of all time is from Detroit. Yeah. There's no way in hell Eminem is rooting for the Lakers. Uh. He's still living in Detroit. Should I still live there too, yeah, Tony? Man. Loyalty. I think one of the lyrics in your song is like, once you make it, you you like your hometown or you love your hometown. Oh, yeah. I'm so. going, I still represent Detroit to the fullest. Y'all can't say that. You don't okay. be representing I sports. Huh? What'd you say? I said he don't want to go back. And then you said I almost wore a Detroit Pistons hat today. Oh, but we nobody would snatched that off of you so <laughs> quick. <laughs> me, man. What the hell kind of disrespect? Are you a Lions fan? I root for the Lions and the Raiders. This <laughs> girl. So two? There's no there's, You know I root for the Lions and the Raiders. I knew this, but I'll give you smoke about it. Why? I at least I'm still holding on to but you, but you got the nothing. Little, you got the little cushion though of another team. Yeah, but that team was also terrible. <laughs> but but they have but a, they a had Super Bowls. Yeah, I've been a Raiders fan for a long time. <laughs> Yo, Miss Miles says his vocabulary doesn't even impress me anymore. <laughs> Damn! <laughs> See, I told you it was impressive at first. It was impressive she, at first. She was like. If he slid in the DMs, I entertain it. Now she's but like, now, I'm not gonna even put it on scene because she gonna... knows you're not loyal, man. <laughs> so I... it's like use big words, but do not showcase your personality. Right. <laughs> yeah. Because once, once, once we find out, wait. So you, once... you got two teams? Wait, you bailed out. Once on you guys are trading on me because y'all said that I had the addendum. No, y'all no, said you, you. All right. Because I gave because it because but... at least to me it made sense on why. Okay, L. A. But your reasoning for L.A. is not even what I thought it was. It, it has nothing to do with the geographics of you being a kid in L.A. It has everything to do with you falling in love with some players and you followed them. Mm. And then you bailed out on Detroit. Mm. And then, then you got the audacity to stay loyal to the Lakers mm. ever since. You hanging in there for the long haul. Because Kobe and Shaq are gone from the team. You still there with the Lakers, unflinching. And Jeannie. Genie bus, and then Genie is my queen. Bro. You bet. You bailed out on Detroit. Eminem is loyal. Detroit. Eminem can live anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. He's like, nah, I'm gonna stay. When I go home, Detroit don't offer me to come to the games and go backstage. And good, you don't deserve it. But Genie bus. Oh, see, that's what it is. They got, <laughs> they got you with the amenities. And, uh, you be you be on the court. You but be you know courtside. Why? I think if you represented more. 
for Detroit. They would they would definitely they would they would let me you. come to the game. But see, the thing is, is that the Lakers, no disrespect, they're kind of like they're whores. They do that to everyone. Yeah. They're like, yeah, come on, I don't, come to I the don't game. Care. I like whores. That makes sense. Whores are necessary. Sense. I think uh, they're 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 necessary for us. Damn. They are necessary. Whores are necessary. Shout, shout out, out to, to the whores. Yeah, whores shout out to the whores. Uh, we love you, Detroit man. And you got the, but you still pump up Detroit. You be talking about Royce and Elzai and Eminem. And you be working with them. <laughs> Cast of the loyal to the to the soil. And T Grizzly, even I, like I'm, I'm loyal to Detroit. Just musically, musically, no everything except sports. I root for the Lions. I, I I root for them. I watch them. I hope they do well. Raiders, Lions in the Super Bowl. Oh, what you doing? God, what why? you doing? Oh my God. What you doing, dog? Now give us the real. Don't be don't be sugarcoating. Raiders and Lions in the Super Bowl. In the Super Bowl. What that's a do crazy I Super do? Bowl, by the way. I know that's to wild actually though, see that. that. Never happened. Whoa. <laughs> All right. You know what? You know what? I'll tell you honestly. My genuine answer to that is I would have to go with the Lions. Okay. The Lions have never been that I know of in the Super Bowl or they anything. Haven't. They haven't. I would have to, yeah, 100%. Okay. I don't even know why I made it seem as difficult <laughs> as it is. I 100% I will be going for the Lions in that. Just for 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 everything, like the implication of it. Like, yeah, yeah you, you got to go with the Lions on that. Okay. All right. All right. Let's see what's happening here. Um, we listened to your new album. You know what I'm saying? We we was rotating. I rotated it actually a while ago, and then I went back to it. I'm like, what do you mean rotating it? Like, listen to it. Uh-oh. Yeah, put it in the rotation, have it playing in the car, you know what I'm saying? Because if I, if I don't listen to stuff in the car, I no. feel like I haven't listened to it yet. Yeah. Even though I'll be listening to music all the time in the gym and but stuff like that. But you like doing other the stuff. The car is like. Where you can hone in on Yeah, it. I can feel it in the in the speakers and all that. Um, my favorite track on this album is. Um, Loyalty. Loyalty. That's my Yo, favorite track. I wish my girl could hear y'all say this because, first of all, she loves you. She'd be like, Really? Hell yeah, man. We, you know how I feel about you. Yeah. And, and she's she's the same way. We, we, we die at yourself all the time. I wish she could hear you say that because every time someone says that, I throw it in her face. Yeah. I send it to her. She don't like loyalty. She told me. Cause I was like, "What song would you skip?" And oh, she was she like, loyalty. "Loyalty," and I think "Cancel Culture." Oh man, loyalty oh, and cancel culture. <laughs> and so when she said that, everyone's top three yeah. of my album uh, always have loyalty in there. Yeah, or if it's not the number one, right? And <laughs> we couldn't understand why that was the case. And so I always send it to her, and she's going to die when she hear that both of y'all. Set that well, same. Well, no, she was oh, saying not, mine. Not oh, 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 mine is loyalty. No, no she, disrespect. She, just, That's not she was telling me the name of the song. <laughs> but side note, Morio said loyalty, huh? <laughs> Hilarious! The irony of loyalty. <laughs> loyalty, huh? <laughs> the irony of loyalty. Yeah. That's funny. Why is loyalty your favorite song? Lo- loyalty is my favorite because, uh, for one, the production. Um, I like I like the sound of it because it's a, it's a mood 
Uh, I guess every song is a mood, but like it's a mood that I could I can tap into, and the way the way the bars are constructed, the 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 feature you have on there, John is dope. Connor and Three D Nati, they're both incredible. John Connor is man underrated. Man, he is. It's like he 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 needs he John Connor needs that project to really put he people put out onto a lot him. of material too. He I needs love that it. one. Yeah, that one project because he can he can wrap his ass off, and so I was just like, yo, this right here is my is my flavor. That's my that's my flavor, like you know stuff like that. And so I was like, yeah, loyalty. That's my that's my favorite. I also like, uh, uh, of course, I like the one with Elzai on there. Oh yeah, we all going back and forth, trading, passing the mic. Yeah, that's my favorite. Best of both worlds. That's your favorite on the whole album. It's best best of both worlds. Then I like front page because it starts the album off. Front page is great. Yeah, it starts the album off. Because I love storytelling rap. Yeah, like honest. Once you take me, what I typically do is the storytelling stuff. Yeah, best of both worlds is probably number one, and then. Uh, front page, and then I really do like the beat of group chat because I, I like the switch up. Chat. Like it's it's and it's like I feel like ladies would like that because it yeah. has a little bit of a bop to it. Yeah, that you can like just it, it just feel good, yeah. right? Like you could just put it on and it kind of yeah. just make you want to move a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. And then the, when the beat switches in that, uh, I think it's like the third verse or something like that. And I'm like, all right, I like this. I was listening to it twice on my way over here. Hey, the double you know up. I, mean? I, I, I the group chat is. My favorite song. Favorite? You know, it changes. Like your favorite yeah. song on albums can change depending right. on whatever. But I can't get tired of listening to that. It just feel. First of all, it feels so Detroit. That beat. Like when I first heard that beat, yeah, I was like, damn, this feels so. So that's why I had to put Detroit rappers on it because mm. it felt so Detroit. Yeah, and man, when I tell you, like I in a video. It's so fun, yeah. That I just can't get tired of it. So that gotcha. that that's why that's my favorite. You know, this album is a little different than my previous albums mm-hmm. because torn <clears throat> pages, same page, different story, and a page album. My brain, well, no, it started to shift on the page album, but mm-hmm. those first two, my brain was only predicated on predicated. <laughs> I, I gotta show them how good I rap. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta, because otherwise they're gonna be like, stick to acting. Dude. Right, like, right, I, right. I needed to like really show them that I do this and I've yeah. been doing this my whole life, you know? Right. So, so it was, it was geared towards that. Yeah. It was geared towards concepts, storytelling, which I think I do the best. Like, that's my strong suit is right. telling stories and being able to infiltrate bars in you know, along with what I'm trying to do. Right. Um, but then that started to switch for me on a page album because I saw a DMX uh, documentary mm. and and I was watching it and I was listening to them explain and extol about DMX and why he is as great as he is. Because I personally mm. don't look at DMX or Pac as lyricists. Mm. I look at Pac as a poet and DMX as a poet, but I feel like they try to hit you in your heart, not yeah, your head. Right. And 
I was always hitting people in the head, head yeah. to show how clever I am, right. how how I can do double and triple entendres right. and and be like, yeah, but did you get that? The like, yeah. you know, I'm, that's what how my right. brain works, and that's the rappers that I like. Right. And so I was like, you know what? On this album, I want to get people in their heart, and that's why I don't know if you heard the Page album, but the Page album got. All of the heavy songs, the fear. Yeah, I'm sure you saw the fear video, like with with when Tim is in it, and I got my other son and the cop. Yeah, I'm playing the cop. That was and, uh, deep. Yeah, that you know. So I'm I'm trying to like tap now into right. your your heart. So I got mm -hmm. the fear and the safe and and the thing with me and exhibit where where we're talking about black on black crime and 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 where it comes from and right. the song about my little niece Ariel and flowers. You mm -hmm. know, I like I wanted to not be so much focused on my lyricism but right. more focused on the content of like getting some type evoking right. emotion out of you yeah. and then because i did that like i said on the front page album i was like i need to have fun you know i need to have a difference like you right. know uh of these two and so front page is the first album that half of the songs are songs that are palatable uh, palpable and in oh. any scenario. Yeah. Like, if you go to a barbecue, a basketball game, you just playing cars. Like, these songs work. Right. If you just, like, having fun. You don't got to sit and focus yeah. and listen to, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because, like, you can't necessarily listen to, like, Nobody is gonna throw on most deaf if y'all playing dominoes. Like you know, Prince you want booty? Hell yeah, we is. No, but I know you want to. You, you, you know what I'm saying? What you you want to focus yeah. on. You just want to have fun, and so so I made that what girls could really right. enjoy these songs, and 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 then I I made sure that I had a bunch of uh, feminine energy on mm. the project. You know, yeah. with those features, right? And so 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 there was I was really curious about you mm. because I feel like. What you like is more in the vein of like how like the torn pages and the like those other things as opposed to this one that has that element of it on there, right. but it also has the element of just music that feels good. We, we just having a good time, man. You know what I'm saying? We macking, we macking girls down. We chilling, right. we vibing. Yeah. So that's why I, I was curious of your opinion on this album. Because it seems like it might have like half of the stuff that right. you would be into, yeah. and I don't know if you like the other stuff or not. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Like you know, yeah. how did you feel? I like uh, I like the 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 latter half, the hard side. I guess the 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 um, when you go in like deeper, when you take us to a deeper place, I'm like, yeah, I'm all in because that's, that's mm. where I'm at now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying in my life yeah. internally. So I'm all into like. <clears throat> you know, going deeper. Um, not that I'm against having a good time, but, right? You know, but you the know front I mean. page thing probably like resonates with you. Yeah, it's like you know when you when you kick the album, I was like, oh man, we getting into this. You know <laughs> I was like, damn, this what happened? Taking it, and then you know what I'm saying. Like, I think track three, <laughs> track three, I think that's what the girl singing the hook and the, like, oh, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying, just, just in Mac mode, yeah, yeah, braggadocious. Yeah. I was just like, mm, you know, what I'm right. Saying? And then I go, so I, I gravitate towards. Uh, moody you know uh I, I love a good story that type of vibe not that not that you know i don't ever like you know having fun on tracks and stuff like that but i'm definitely on the the other side of it yeah in terms like of the like, audition and yeah uh loyalty the audition um the one with l 
the opening track. Yeah, there was another one towards the end that I was I'm liking too. That's a single, but um, we had a song called "The Game" mm-hmm. with R.J. Payne and Shay Noir. Uh, I love her, man. She's yeah, dope. she she she's dope. And then I I have a video coming out for Tough Guys, mm-hmm. um, cause that that has some spitters on there. Caniva from D12. Caniva, and, yeah, and Kid, Kid Vicious. Vicious. Yep. Yeah, so that that's the next video that we have uh, coming out on. Yeah, on Wait, that one. Uh, Shay is in, on this album. Shay Noir. Yeah, yeah, she's on the the game song. When we we talking about oh, being okay. independent artists and like yeah, how, like how to and you know it's funny my verse on the game song is me telling John Connor's story. Oh wow! Yeah, because he went through that with aftermath. You know, he was signed to Doctor Dre. Yeah, and. <clears throat> that he had to go through that whole process of mm-hmm. of thinking that he signed, thinking his life about to change, Don't coming you, out yeah. here for all these years, recording right. multiple albums that yeah. never will see the God, light of day, damn, not being able to rap about what you want to rap about. Like why 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 can't those albums come out? I don't know. That's man. that's a, you know you you look at you look at Dre. I heard I heard a Dre album and. People probably will never hear it. It was supposed to happen. You know, you think about how many songs Dr. Dre actually has, and they will never see the light of day. Yeah. You know, I I can't do that. If I, first of all, I don't just have access to a studio for free anyway, you know. And so if I, everything is like, like intentionality for me. So if I'm going to, Make a song, it's going to be laid and it's going on somewhere. Right. It's going on some project, not just straight going bars to be sitting or out here something. In the show. It ain't just out there. And let me ask you this for those that don't know, you're you're independent. Yeah. Fully. Yeah. So I I, I looked at your label and it says uh Kennedy Entertainment. Kennedy Entertainment. So I'm just like, yo, he's independent. You own Kennedy Entertainment. Mm-hmm. So you fully fund all of this yourself. Yes, I spent all my acting money to be a rapper on this. And so that lets you know, like, yo, this this is the acting's great and all. Yeah. But this. This is my music is my everything. Because look, yeah. me acting, I didn't make U turn. I didn't write that. Right. You know, like I'm playing a role. Right. And and, and but my music is me. It's from my heart. Right. It's from my everything. So I put everything that I have into it. And like I said, I don't I don't like go to strip clubs and blow money on them. Like yeah. I don't like I don't do any of that stuff, but I just put back into myself. Yeah. You know, and and I and I try and do it on a high level. Mm-hmm. You know, so like if you look at my videos, my videos are all like I don't have somebody just out there shooting something or whatever. Right. Like my videos are are stellar, like right. you know what I'm saying, and and I have a lot of them. Yeah, like most you got rappers, mad videos. Yeah, I got so many. Like you know what I'm saying, most rappers, you might get a video on yeah. the album, you might not. Right. You know, but me, half my project will have videos attached right. to them because fully funded by you. There's no record label covering the bill. There's no advance. There's, there's nothing. Like I, I'm distributed through Empire, uh-huh. but they don't help me. Yeah, they don't. They just. Is are is a, a conduit for me to get my just to music put it up on these yeah. platforms. Right, you just need the label for that. Yeah, so I, I fully fund everything. Yeah, do you do you make your money back from the project? Hell no, I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like Torn Pages album cost 
over a hundred thousand dollars. Damn. And when Royce of told money. me that of my money, Royce told me that for what? What was it? Was it the book of Ryan? No. I don't remember what album it was, but uh-huh. he told me that it costed that. And I was like, shit. <laughs> I was like, hell no. And I turned right around and, and spent, 000, spent over $100,000. And, and and you are missing that along with those albums, I also had the, the mixtape series, the straight bars yeah, mixtape series. Right. And I, and though that is that costs less, yeah. it's still expensive because I have dope features on there. Right. Yeah. You got to pay the features. Most 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 of the time, some some of the features I don't have to pay. Like okay. Royce, I don't have to pay. Uh, Method Man, like I think like the Method bigger, Man did it on the house. Yeah, because That's I've been knowing dope. Meth like my, you know yeah. what I'm saying. And so like I guess the bigger the feature it is, like they don't need the money. Yeah. I guess so they can gotcha. do it on a house like that. Yeah, but like if you out here and your only way of Surviving, Yo, I need rapping. Come on, man. I just want to get paid. And to they know that I'm an actor. They like, yeah. man. You Come know on, man. man. I'll see you on the upshaws, man. Let me get let me get some money for that verse, yeah. man. Come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Worth it. Damn, man. Fully funded. So you this is pure, unadulterated love for the game. Right. This is just This is this is yeah, this and is. And I knew I know that about you because I'm like, yo, despite all the acting that you've done. You still be like, yeah, yeah, forget all that. Yeah, I'm a These rapper. bars, man. <laughs> yeah, these the bars. bars, the albums, the the videos, and it sh- it, it shows, right? Because it's like, yo, that that's where it is. It's like that's how I am with stand up. It's yeah. like, you yeah, the voiceovers high, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cute, no stand up. You know what I mean? So I get it. Yeah, I mean that's and and that's that's how I I I, I feel and and you know and I got a chip on my shoulder, bro, because yeah. because I've been rapping longer than. Most of the people that's listening to me been alive. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They, I've been rapping before they was even thought about being on this earth. You was ten. I was ten. <laughs> you 35 years in. <laughs> that's a long time. That's a long ass time, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Especially so I, with your audience, because your audience followed you on social media. They right. came in during Vine, so they right. were young. They were young, and so they were just like, "Oh, the dude, the dude that makes these videos, he be, he make music now." You know. <laughs> So it's like, you know, you got the social media presence, you got the movie and TV presence, and then you got the hip-hop presence. And it's like, but a lot of people that's just coming in that just saw you from the Vine videos, they'd be like, wait, you make music? Hmm. And then I'm sure you struggle with, people like to put people in boxes. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, we don't want you doing this. Just make some more to the videos you was making or, you know, just just keep acting. Right. And it, and it sucks because, you know, you look at you look at everybody that has ventured out to do multiple things. You look at J Lo doing acting and music and, and whatever. You look at so many we got so many examples now of like people just doing other shit. Like as big as Mark Anthony is musically, that boy can act. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, yo, you know, when he's in the movie, you you forget you that forget he's this that he musical even, legend. Yeah. You're like, damn, man. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, we just got to let people expand. And, like, you know, if they want to do, like, if Beyonce want to come out with a dance album, let let her do it. Or, like, even when Drake did it, people was just like, the hell is this? Yeah. Let you know people I mean? grow. Yeah. And mind you, I don't like the Drake album, but I respect the, the, right. I respect, I would never say, yo, Drake, stick to this. I'll just be like, well, that ain't for me on this side. Yeah, but it could be for somebody else. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And no, for you, but that that yeah. So that that chip is is real. And so like I don't know, 
I don't know, like how I feel like you you are like ubiquitously on oh, the ubiquitous. internet. <laughs> but I don't feel like you really are like just looking at everything. So so you may miss stuff, but like mm, there's a, a there's a, a narrative that's going around because I was doing a radio interview mm. and I was like, I'm the best actor that's rapping right now. Mm. And then he was like, Oh no, I said, I said no, no uh uh rapper or no No actor like can outrap you. Yeah. Is that what you And then he was like, Pock. Now and then just like Impetuously, I was oh. like, "He can't." He's <laughs> like, "I'm out. <laughs> I can't do it." Have fun on the shoot. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I was like, "He don't rap better than me." Ugh. Why did I do that? Oh, you can't say nothing negative. You can't say about nothing. Pop. You they can't will, say nothing negative. They will eat you alive. Yeah, like if if they feel like you are ignoble and you are trying to ignoble. like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. They they take it like. Like it's ignominious. When oh, all you being God damn man, it's just an onslaught of words. Now man, you just you just in your bag with a now. Salvo. God damn man. No. <laughs> so so w- what happens is you know, but then I had to try and be specific about what I was talking about. Yeah. And I'm talking about just he doesn't write bars like me. Like he, mm-hmm. he's not concerned with with the stuff that I'm concerned with as a writer. Like yeah. he's more straight forward to mm-hmm. the point you don't look at him as like multi-syllabic flow like you know what i'm saying yeah. he, he's more straight and it causes big groundswell mm-hmm. of stuff of people making videos on my behalf yeah of the, uh, vice versa and i don't know i just i stand on what i stand on i feel like to me yeah i feel like i'm the most diverse mm-hmm actor slash rapper in the world. And what I mean by that is I am commensurate in both. Mm -hmm. Typically, if you have, you know, uh, someone who does both, they're better at one than the other. To me, I'm on the same level of both. And I do both very diversely. So I'm a Shakespeare, I'm a Shakespearean trained actor. Right. So you compare me to whatever other actor that you want that does something else, they don't do that. Right. They they don't do comedy as well as they do drama. I do right. all of it. Like they they stick with what they do. Right. And with me, you don't see me coming. You don't know what I'm gonna do. Right, Cause right. I can be the funny best friend. You know, I, I can be the the athlete on Blue Mountain State. Right. Or I can be the killer on the closer or right. weeds or you know what I'm saying? Right. And then I can turn around and give you Richard the Third or right. Othello. Like, you know what I'm saying? And and same with the music. Like my music, like I told you before, like mm. I can make songs that like feel good, that, right. that that you can party to and have fun. I can be introspective right. as well as storytell with concepts. But then I can also be the person that you put on a radio station, straight bars where every line is, you know what right. I'm saying? So when I when I say I'm the most diverse in both, right? That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, and 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 we have this conversation all the time when when you bring that up and it was like, okay, what about Charles Gambino? Yeah. Or what about and I'm like, then I once I cause they only going by the name. Right. They take umbrage in me saying umbrage. that I'm better. <laughs> that I'm better than somebody whose name rings, right. you know, supreme for you. And I'm like, okay, but let's let's 
talk about it. Yeah. If you talk about it and you actually have the discussion mm-hmm. and you hear what I'm saying, it will make you think more so than pot page. Right, man, the knee, you ain't the knee jerk reaction. Right, knee jerk reaction. Yeah. So, so people was bringing up childish. They was bringing up pot. Common, most deaf. Common. No, uh, they they those are the ones that are the good ones. Yeah, they would bring up. No offense to anybody in this. They would bring up Snoop. Uh, they will bring up um, Eminem, which I feel like I've only seen him do like two things. He did two things. He did like, okay. Eight Mile in the Wash. Oh yeah, he killed the Wash. I thought he was hilarious in the Wash. Um, but they'll they'll bring up anybody that's done, and I'm like, listen, they're not the same as me when right. it comes to like I'm the the level on both. If yeah. you take who who you who who's your favorite actor slash rapper? I think I think most deaf is the most okay. We talking rapper actor. I've always said this. I feel like most deaf is probably the most diverse rapper actor I've seen okay. in terms of every character he's played has been completely different mm-hmm. than than the one before. Like if you look at his performances, it's just like he's like the Johnny Depp of rapper actors, mm. in my opinion, because he it'll just be like, yo, why you got that voice in this movie? It's just totally different throughout um because most rapper actors you know they're the same they're the same person throughout um the projects so i would say most dev has the most diversity okay in terms of uh rapper actors and you know i think black on both sides is a classic okay so i would just say him um do you think he does one better than the other? I think <clears throat> for for me, most Def's first two albums are his strongest. Then after that, I was kind of like cherry picking from the albums. Okay. So it was just like, but I feel like his acting roles, even though I don't see him as much as I would like to. And that is my point <laughs> right there. I was waiting to get to that. This is where he... he <laughs> that gets debunked yeah. because I am actively you are active. in both places simultaneously. Yeah, there's no time off, bro. I am always present. I'm right. omnipresent. I'm omnipresent in movies and TV, a commercial on social media right. every day. I put out multiple projects a year on music wise. And yeah, so that's, that's what I'm talking about. Like we talking about most deaf. When is the last time you listened to most deaf music? Where where's the music? Is it even in the 2010? He, just, he just put out a Black Star album. That's him and Talib. I mean him and Talib. That just dropped. But it's been it's been a while. But he's enigmatic like that. He'll yeah. he'll, he'll he'll dip off. And, he'll and dip so. off. And and and, and acting wise, when the last time you saw him act? I haven't seen him in a while. So that's what I'm saying. So are we talking? Are we talking? Are we talking skill set? Are we talking output? Okay, let's just for the case of this argument, right? Let's talk skill set. Uh huh. Because right now, ain't nobody that's in both those lanes to me, right? Touching me. That's yeah. to me. But let's just only talk skill set because I like where you went with that. Let's yeah. talk about that. So skill set, I would say that 
you know, lyrically, you are you are a rapper, you are a lyricist. Mm. Like you you be like piecing together. You you're cut from the Eminem cloth, the Royce cloth, the not to just keep it Detroit, but the lyrical side yeah. of rap. Yeah, like you, you you what we talking about? What we putting in here? Pharaoh Monch, the yeah, yeah. the cats, Black Thought. You Ells. better like Black Thought. Yeah. Of okay, course. all right. So these are the lyrical That's my they are he, he's a supporter, by the way. Huh? Black Thought's a supporter. He was supposed oh, to be man. on the straight bar four. Tell you something, man. Yeah, he is on the grand finale that I had. He but, is the Yeah, he's just, the so you come from that lyrical cloth of, of raps. Yeah. So you know, when 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 people are from that lyrical cloth. You know, it's hard to, you know, compare you guys to other MCs that are deemed lesser because, you know, they, they might slow it down or they might dumb it down for the audience or whatever, whatever you want to call it. So you're from that lyrical side. So it's just like, man, he coming out here with the lyrics, the metaphors, this, that, and the third. Well, y'all just showing out. It'd be tracks where y'all be doing, y'all just showing off. Yeah. Lyrically. It's yeah. Just like, man, they just, you know. Right. That's what Eminem is now with his career. He just be doing gymnastics. <laughs> gymnastics. And he just be like, he man, just, just, just give like, us a straightforward rap, bro. Like, nah, I man, need a this. dissertation to understand. Man, he, he be pulling out the flow chart. And so you're in that, in that realm. Now, now that everything is blurred in terms of everybody's doing everything now. Everybody's acting, everybody's, you know, doing podcasts like Talib. He's doing podcasts now, you know what I'm saying? No strong acting presence, but he's doing podcasts. Common really dove into acting, but then I feel like people started ignoring his music once he became a more, you know, prolific and, you know, successful actor. I feel like the the musical projects he puts out, I feel like the people aren't really supporting as a whole like they like they once were yeah because he he dropped last year right he dropped yeah he dropped uh the last musical revolution a, or whatever yeah. whatever that was and it was just like it's yo. just like a smooth wavy vibe yeah it's like wavy but it's real like uh soulful and like you know live instruments in there and stuff like that and it's just like the people aren't really you know connecting with it and so and you know queen latifah just she was just like i'm acting <laughs> yeah, it's just like y'all, y'all, y'all just gonna take this acting work. So, I feel like with you, you're firing on all cylinders in terms of acting roles um, and the musical output. The only thing you're missing is is a classic mm. on your project and the music. In the, in the music and and and, and, the, and the acting, you need you need an undeniable classic for people to then be like, you know what? Because when you when you look at or or being a movie that really resonates with the masses in a sense. Now, when you say the masses, do you mean like the culture? Because the Meg is over a half a billion dollar movie. That's not normal. That's a huge movie. That's international. But is it is it really resonating with the culture? Like, no, that's what I was asking. Yeah. Are you saying the masses like everybody? Or are you talking no, about? No, I'm like talking us? about like, you know, let's say, let's say if your role was like Sam Jackson's in the Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> we remember him because of how he died. Jump. It was like, bad. You 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 should spoiler alert. You survived <laughs> in the mid. You survived you. in the mid. <laughs> 
So it's just like, you know, if you were to have a memorable death after you give a soliloquy <laughs> yeah, or a monologue. Like, and that was the first like, time we seen that in the middle of a damn monologue. We, we was pumped it? up. We was like, yo, we can really do this. And then the shark was <laughs> like, bam, jump. got your That ass. was classic. So it's like, I feel like you need you need a classic on the musical side and a classic project, whether it be TV or film, where it's just like, we know you for, because one thing about being diverse you can get you can get lost in the sauce. We're like, I mean, he's doing the comedy, he's doing this and that and the third. And without a role that really resonates with the culture, it's gonna you you're gonna be like, man, he he and everything. We we could talk about the resume, but we need that classic. You don't think Weeze is that, even though that's the thing that stands out? Stan, Weeze stands out for me, but I don't remember the name of your character. Oh. Damn, you don't remember U-turn? Yeah. Damn! That's the thing. It's like, <laughs> when you said U-turn, it's like, oh, yeah, it was U-turn. But it's like... You should have known that. Like you right, said, it'd be like, Avon Barksdale, when you talking about Woods and You talk about Barksdale, you talk about Marlowe Stansfield, you talk about Stringer Bell. These are like uh, classic characters, so much so that they birthed their career in a sense. Mm. Like once, once Idris did The Wire... Yeah, he went. He was everywhere. That was it. So I feel like even though you have consistently worked, it, it still seems like you need that one role that's really just going to be like your role. It's like, yo, this is forever, you know, even though we don't want to get boxed in like that, you're forever one role. Oh, But we need that forever role. Yeah, what, it, what like, the people you call that. you. What do people call you on the streets? U-Turn or actually Radon Randall. So you don't know Blue Mountain State. Blue Mountain State, but yeah. That is a huge cult classic, and uh -huh. that, not for black people, right? Typically for like white people, because it's a, a, a college, college comedy frat, football type, type, yeah, type football. you know. So, and and that spans generations. So, right. I'm mostly known for that. For that, so yeah. like if you look in the comments, like it's gonna be radon most, and right. then it's gonna be U turn. Got you. You know, so. That is like a classic thing for. I think them, that's what you're us. missing. Then you missing the black side of it. Yeah, that's that's what's because once the once the blacks throw you in the cultural mix. Yeah, like we all know the white money is good money yeah, over yeah, there, yeah. but but as far as black folks being validated by your people, then that, everybody that means a lot. That means a lot, and I don't have that. Cause, yeah, because if you look, Leprechaun Back to the Hood mm -hmm. was like the main black thing I did, but typically right. I'm in the white stuff as the black guy. Weeds, yeah. black people seeing weeds, but not like but it's not a really black, show. black yeah. people. They don't watch weeds. it like power. Right. It wasn't a power. Yeah, it didn't make a yeah. impact like that. Now, had it with the role that I played in uh -huh. weeds, then that, it would be that. But, you know, at that time, most black people in wherever they are, they ain't right. even fucking have showtime. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, it wasn't gonna hit like that. And imagine you turn on power. That's what I'm saying. It would be then it would be then yeah. it would be like what you're talking about. Yeah. So so you saying that I need to be in a a a black project with a role that that stands out like that, that is like where we know you, man, man, you and cause you we all know how black folks do. Once you kill something. For the blacks, we just be like, man, you, and then you become, you become eternal within the culture. Yeah. And so 
when you when you have the confidence that you do as you should, if you don't have something to back it up culturally, people are gonna be like, they're gonna keep doubting you. They're gonna be like, man, Pac. They're gonna be like, or or whoever else. So do you do you personally, you Tony Baker, mm-hmm. do you feel like I have a disillusion of grandeur based off of how I No, because I feel like you you gotta have that confidence. I feel like every MC, first of all, MCs have to have that. You have to have the confidence that you have, or else it's just not gonna whether whether they say it out loud or not, you know, you gotta have the confidence that you have. And you have the catalog and the skill set to stake a good claim. You just need the right projects to to make your argument valid to the people. To where they want it, they'll they'll be sitting there instead of knee jerking. They'll be like, "Well, damn," you know what I'm saying? They'll go into you know the classic because Tupac is the most iconic rapper. He's the Ever. logo. He's the he. If he there was the a logo, logo of hip hop, he would be it. Of just you know, because he transcends everything. Music is 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 more. It's like what we were saying earlier about him and DMX. They attach to people's soul. Mm-hmm. Like even even when I do my little top, my favorite twenty five hip hop albums. When I made that list and Pac wasn't on it, they threw me on the goddamn grill. <laughs> I was like, man, they filleted you. They threw me on the grill, and they still be they still be making. <laughs> They be like, man, you don't like Pac. I'm like, I do. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so they they forever throw me on the grill for that. Cause you know, Tupac is so iconic. So once you threw yourself in the ring with him, people gonna be like, Pac. And what's crazy is they will say that even if they don't have the recon, if they didn't even do their reconnaissance to even hear me. Yeah. They're making this assumption. They don't even. They didn't even listen. They ain't listen to one straight bars right. project, yeah. one album, what nothing. Right. And if they and if they did, they would realize. Okay, if they saw the hygiene video, mm-hmm. they would be like, "Oh, okay, yeah. this is you know, because because some of them was like, oh, well, you just you just say a bunch of punchlines that don't mean nothing about." Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, yeah, that's one aspect of me. Right. If you saw the hygiene video, yeah, you would understand that, like, I am poignant. Right. You got you got the diversity on on the lyrical side, but it, it's it's. But you think I'm I'm missing a classic on both sides, and not yeah. just a classic, but a classic that resonates with the culture. Yes, you got you got as a as a black artist. You gotta have something that resonates with the culture. Damn. You 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 got to, in order to be in those kind of yeah, conversations yeah, yeah. where people can like back it up and all that, you got to because that, you know, when we So what what movie and or album mm-hmm. does most deaf have that resonates with the culture? Not your cause you know you're like right, eclectic. I'm, I'm interested, yeah. What does he have that resonates with the culture? Miss Fat Booty really resonates with the culture. I don't know culture. that. Yeah, you throw on Miss Fat Booty. What is that? That's a ah. He's got the uh the the sample. I can't avoid the sample. Oh, I love them. that oh. is too mm-hmm. too for mm-hmm. yeah. I know. Okay. I, so Miss Fat oh, Booty. Oh, I know that song. That's a song, right? That's a That's song a on the album. Uh, 
And he has Umi says on that on that same album. My Umi says, shine your light on the world. Oh, okay, shine your light for the world. So it was like, and that album came out completely underground. Still went gold on the underground label, which was raucous. So it really connected to the underground as well as like you know people that were in that vein was like, yo, I like this album right here. And it was something about Most Def that, on an acting standpoint, he really he really stands out in the stuff that he does in terms of like you know whether it be something the Lord made that a lot of people haven't seen, but it was like his role was just crazy. Have you seen it? Um, and then he was in Brown Sugar, which resonated with the black audience, with Tay Diggs okay, and uh, Sanaa Lathan. It was just like, yo, most of it was dope in that. And so, you know, he would dip into these black projects and then, then do white, you know, he did Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and he was in Monster's Ball and it was just like, and, and he was the object of affection in the Alicia Keys video, you don't You're know my name. You're a super most deaf fan, huh? I'm a, I'm a fan of just like, Cause uh, you got you got all the recon, you got yeah. all the names, I'm, you got the dates, I'm a, you got who he co-starred with and where he signed absolutely. up in the lineup, where he, where his name came in the credits. You, absolutely, damn. He he just really resonated with black folks because he's very he's pro-black, he's outspoken. So it's just like all of these things encompass who most deaf is, and even in that even in that black on both sides album, he's talking about, you know. The contaminated water supply, mathematics, where he's just doing bars and being clever. He's talking about being black in America. So you're getting this whole like vivid picture of everything within this album. So it's just like, all right, he's 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 for the culture, mm. and so so that's why most deaf kind of just resonates with you know, because a lot of people consider black on both sides a classic. It didn't cross over, but it didn't have to. Because it was black on both sides. Yeah, <laughs> it was black on both. I'm yeah. trying to think, like, of my information of Most Def. Like, I, I clearly know that Most Def is a dope MC. And I think I probably mostly heard, like, one-off things. I don't... His albums don't resonate with me in a way where I think, oh, let me go... Turn on his Most Def album. But you super... You lyrical McGee. Because remember, I, I had to put you on the comments. And Common has arguably two classics by the masses, like Water for Chocolate and B, arguable third with Resurrection. So it's just like, you know, uh, I Used to Love Her is just a, a hip-hop staple yeah. at this point, which they rooted in the making of Brown Sugar. So with, uh, so let's, let's take other rapper actors, Queen Latifah, for example. She was iconic in the, in the sense that, you know, when Black Rain came out, she was the first female MC to go gold. And then, you know, on the acting side of it, she had the Cleo role. Now, that's which, when you say iconic. Which resonated with the, everything. It everybody. was just like, yo, that, that role was like, yo, Queen Latifah murdered in that yes. joint. So it was just like, you know, when Ice Cube, his movie debut Boys as Doughboy stood out. Resonates. Ice T and New Jack City. New Jack City. So it trespassed both of them. Yeah, it's just like these rapper actors were, were, were walking into roles that, you know, oh shit, man. Uh, even Tupac and Juice, it was just like Bishop. It was mm -hmm. just like, God damn, you know. So these immediately tapped into the culture. Yeah. Of, of, of black folks, and once you once once you get once we got you and you get us, 
then it's like boom. So so how how do we do this in 2022? Because we're, we're we talking about in the 90s, yeah. like when we don't even have movies like that right, right. now, like how we had in the 90s. Yeah. So so how does Paige Kennedy mm -hmm. find into because we gotta talk about current, right? Because right? yep. this is what's happening now. Yep. How what does it take for me to because like I said, we I got the Meg 2 coming out, right? Mm -hmm. The Meg 2 is starring Jason Statham and right. the biggest actor in China. His movies right. gross eight to one billion dollars his last three. Yeah. Only in China. Yeah. So we are anticipating that this Meg 2 that already was over a half a billion billion last time right. is bigger, better, faster, funnier, uh, more prestige now. Right. And it has him. Right. This movie might make a billion dollars. Yeah. There's only a handful of movies that made a billion dollars ever. Right. And then there's more I'm, than that, but I get what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But 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 you know, and I'm starring in this movie, and my yeah. part is like, is like it bigger? On some, it's bigger, and it's like on, it's like on some, like, action hero type shit. Okay, okay, but that's not what you're talking about. No. Even if it makes a billion dollars, right. That is not what you're talking nope. about, because the culture is not going to grasp onto the Meg. Right. The world will. Yeah. I can go to freaking Australia and they're yeah. gonna know me from there. Yep. But that's not what you're talking about. So what is it that Paige needs to make a cultural stamp in 2022 when it's shit everywhere? Everywhere, yeah. You gotta you gotta tap into the blackness. But or, where? or stand out Atlanta black on BT? On like that, and what that's movies the thing. do we make? That's that... the thing. Look at Atlanta. You talking about the show or I'm the... talking about the show. Okay. Atlanta sticks out culturally. You know what I'm saying? Even though the numbers, the numbers may not be crazy, you know, as far as ratings, but black folks, we talk about Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, did you see the episode of Atlanta? Oh, you see the invisible car in Atlanta. Atlanta's crazy, it's weird, but we like it, we get it. So you need to either and the tough part is you're 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 being cast in these roles in, instead of creating Yeah, them. I'm not in control. So you just coming in like as, as you know as a as an actor. Mm -hmm. You know, so you're at the mercy of the script and the producers and all of that. Yeah. So when you when you come in and you need a role like let's take for example Kevin Hart even. Kevin Hart has movies that don't always resonate with the culture completely. They might do well at the box office, but we mm -hmm. might forget about them. Yeah. But he'll come out with something that really resonates, like uh, True Story on mm -hmm. Netflix. Did that and resonate with the culture? Every we was all talking about True Story. I mean, I know I was, but I don't. We know black if I folks, represent. we was all in on True Story. So, it was so like, if you it go like to Chicago. Turner. In the inner city, yeah. they talking about- We could be like, yo, you see True Story with Kevin Hart? They'd be like, yo, man, that shit. Okay. It was crazy because not only was it black-led, you know, Wesley Snipes and Kevin Hart, yeah. it was a dope story that had us, we were turning the page in terms of like, it was episode, we were like, all right, let's just watch one episode and then we're going to chill. Nah, man, put that second episode on. We couldn't stop looking at it. We had, we had to see it through, my boy. So it was like, but it tapped into the culture. You know, it was just like, yo, we 
we got to see this. So it doesn't always equate to, and I was telling, I was telling Justin hires this, you know, Justin. Yeah. Justin was on a hit TV show for Mad Seasons, MacGyver. Mm-hmm. He was on there for Mad Long, and mm-hmm. you and you and Justin both did Rush Hour. You got the role I went out for. Oh, you auditioned? Actually, for they had me audition as Carter. I, I should have auditioned for your role. I did the same thing. I auditioned okay. as Carter. I, I just did the Carter audition, but I I, I would have made more sense being the cousin. Mm. But anyway, so Justin hires. You know, he felt like he wasn't really tapped into the culture. Like, you know, I'm, a, I'm on MacGyver for Mad Season. I'm one of the regulars, but it still feels like I still got to fight for the for recognition here. Yeah. I'm like, that's because you're on a CBS show with an old white audience primarily. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you're not you're not going to tap into the culture. Because they're of, not watching that. Exactly. We're we not watching MacGyver. So even though you've been on there for mad long, super successful, it's just like we we not watching MacGyver. And you got that quiet money. Quiet money. That's CBS, the America's most watched network. But black folks ain't watching. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, you cut to a show like Power. P Valley. Or P Valley where the, the the numbers are way lower than the CBS right. show. But the culture you go is on you in. go on social media, we talking about the shows that resonate with us. So you need you need a, a a role in something. It doesn't even have to be black. It just oh. has to be something. Give me an example of something that's not black that Stranger resonates things. with it. That doesn't register resonate black with folks the watch culture. Stranger, but it, black folks watch Stranger Things. But are they talking about Stranger yes, Things? Absolutely. We talking about Stranger Things? Well, I don't know if you talking about well, it. Well, I'm not. I don't like the show. But black folks I, talk about. We were just they? talking about it uh, uh, right at the end of the last podcast. When we say black. Folks, we gotta talk about the ones that's like in the in hood. You the, mean hood? Yeah, like that. Know so the now, ones hood, that hood is different. So you you got within the dichotomy of blackness, though, it's not just hood. We not just hood no more. Right. We are. We are. We are college. We we hood. We college educated. Mm-hmm. We middle class. Mm-hmm. We broke. We rich. So black folks. Span we span we, we're no longer just hood only. Right. So, but we all talk and we're all a part of the culture of blackness in America. So, you know. So what is the culture then? If the culture isn't the every man when it comes to black people, right? It's also not just the successful black people. Mm-hmm. It must be the ones that are online. So they it must be like in some middle ground where mm-hmm. they they well enough to have a phone that can go on Twitter right. and Instagram and do all that. Right. But they're also not so far gone that they don't care to give their views. So where is the culture? Where does it lie mm-hmm. in our blackness that we're talking about? What you mean? Because my sister, mm-hmm. you know, rest in peace. She is from Detroit. She uh-huh. in the trenches. Right. But she got a phone. Yeah. I don't know if she tweeting about nothing. Yeah. But she is also a part of it. Right. So so I'm trying to figure out, okay, you have that aspect, but then mm-hmm. you got the, the girls who go to work every day and, right. and this water cooler conversation yeah. and they on their phones and all that. Right. Where is it in the culture that we're talking about? Who are we trying to resonate with? Because it can't be us right. who are like at a certain level, and we're not talking about us, are we? 
do we make up the culture when we're talking about that? I'm talking about so what I'm talking about is let, let's keep it let's keep it social media because that's okay. a, that's a good barometer of and that's the loudest what's, voice what's being talked about where they be on either side so you know and you have a mixture of hood educated you know everybody's yeah. looking everybody's on their phone yeah, even yeah, yeah. even the hood people yeah, they just yeah, like yeah. man I like I, I watch this shit all the time yeah yeah so you gotta you gotta tap into um. I feel like if you get in the middle of blackness, either side will gravitate towards it. Whether it be whether it be super hood or whether it be the super educated off to the side, they, they they're coming together in the middle, and they're just like, yeah, we we rocking with this right here. Mm -hmm. And so, like a, like a show like Power in the Power Universe, you know what I'm saying? You got both sides looking at this show. Yeah. Or you know, if you tap into something that involves men and women. The universes are colliding. You know, if it's set in a black in a black setting, men and women, it's dealing with relationships, it's dealing with all this kind of stuff. They coming from both sides and they they taking it in. So how is it that the shows that are like on BT or Bounce or all of these networks that they have now right. that they film in Atlanta for cheap? You know, they they look a certain way. Yeah. They certain you know like. Uh, what are those shows called? Like the sisters are. Oh yeah, the, the Tyler Perry umbrella. The Tyler, yeah, like all of that. You get, you gotta you gotta take out the Tyler Perry umbrella because, and here's why: a lot of people don't fool with Tyler Perry within the within the. So the why culture. is he so successful then? Because a lot of people do. Here's the thing about Tyler Perry. We talking about us or? I'm talking about Tyler Perry's audience is black. Okay. You know, there's some white people sprinkled in. Yeah, I'll admit to watching it. But a lot of black people don't really rock with the Tyler Perry brand either. They be like, mm, it's kind of low-hanging fruit. Nah, it's too, it's too this, it's too that. So we just be like, all right, you know. I'm one of those people. I'm just like, you know, I respect Tyler Perry and what he's done. And I've seen several of his movies, but I just be like, ah, you know what I'm saying? They don't, so who's they don't watching get. it then? That makes it so middle, successful. The middle church, church people, black church folks. Church folks, his content is not for the church. But but he's built up a brand for so long that that the church folks blindly come out and support that they're willing to come out in those waters, whether they admit it or not, mm. and watch these other shows that are dealing with a more secular subject matter. Okay. So you got you got those people coming in, and they're just loyal to Tyler Perry's brand, so they're gonna pull up. But a lot of people, there's a groundswell of there's more there's more to black creativity than Tyler Perry. So they out there looking for you know other projects and other creators, and like you know that's why Atlanta can flourish. And like you know what I'm saying this is now this is something different right here, yeah. or like shows like that where it's just like all right, we getting something new. Because we want black filmmakers to give us something different while saying something else. Like the success of Jordan Peele, for example, which is just like he's saying stuff in his in his in his work and is in his cause is creating conversations with with everybody. Like, whites too. Like, yeah. you know, they're talking about oh Jordan, Jordan Peele project, you know what I'm saying? I mean, Jordan so, Peele is crossed over, so he, he's crossed I, you over. You don't really look at him like in culture, even though all his stuff is all black. I don't know if but that and that's the genius of Get Out because we're we he's very much in the culture of talking about race 
in America within that movie. Yeah. And it's just like, and we know that he's going to cast black leads in in the in the type of genre and field where normally we just supporting characters that mm-hmm. usually die. Yeah. So you got all this coming in. And so it's tapping into the culture and the conversation. I'm just like, yo, I like these projects right here. As opposed to like, you know, because Tyler Perry, and Tyler Perry is doing so much so often that he could spread himself too thin. Okay, so let's take Tyler Perry out. Okay. Now, where are we find because I'm I'm getting back to mm-hmm. all of this is the catalyst to get back to what does Paige Kennedy have to have do have in two thousand twenty two to resonate with the culture, mm-hmm. film or television wise, right. when everything is everywhere. Now, TV, okay, you in a BMF, you in a power universe, even though I feel like that is now so oversaturated that people are not like gravitating to all of the powers. Right. Um but movie wise what is a movie mm-hmm. that gave you a boys in the hood juice whatever like what is that now look like that is is spawning stars spawning stars now Jordan Peele did it with Get Out okay uh you know At- Atlanta did it with you know once Atlanta came out you saw Lakeith Stanfield and, and Zazie Beats and uh, uh, ben, uh Brian Brian, Brian Tyree Henry, Henry everywhere 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 more that. than more than him more yeah. than so it's just childish like, and then you know from from Get Out you got Daniel Kaluuya yeah who's... you see him everywhere now he's an Oscar winner you know what I'm saying so um, and that's from a black name project from a black filmmaker. And so, and now you got even on a bigger scale, uh, Black Panther, which was you know one of the biggest culturally impacted movies of all time. It was like you know, yeah, we got the Marvel brand behind it, but th- there was something black about it from a black filmmaker yeah, from yeah, a black yeah. city. Yeah. So it had very much it was it was black the culture and that yeah. And so we were just like, and we're no longer we don't we don't want just hood shit. We we're done with that kind of. We still want a piece of it, but we're also done with that because it's a lot of black people that are educated in college. We we done with the streets. We've done we've done the, the homies getting shot, even though that's still going on and it's still very real. We also want more. We want the other side of it, which is why a show like Insecure can really resonate with the culture. Yeah, because now we're getting blackness from a. I'm a, a woman perspective, and even within the show, you got one woman that's struggling financially and one black woman that's super successful financially all in one show. Mm-hmm. And they're dating, they're dealing with men, and, and the men on the show have different lives and different different statuses. So now we're getting into a space where, all right, we're not just hood, we're, we're not just dealing with hood shit, and we're not just going to church. Now we're, we're, we're living real lives as blacks, being black and feeling black, and now we're getting into these moments of of just we want to see stuff like this, even even with the true story with Kevin Hart, his character is a super successful stand-up comedian, which he is in real life, and we see success now. We see oh, Kevin Hart's the biggest comedian in the world right now. Ties it into the story of the movie. His brother gets out of jail. His brother had a checkered pass. So now we're just like, oh shit, is this is this a real fear of calves? Is this is this a real thing? So everything is resonating with us, and they're black. 
and openly black and you know not just crossover yeah. black yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. you know and so and what's tough for you is unless you create it yourself it's hard to exactly pinpoint what you would need because I'm at the mercy of whatever yeah, the mercy is of, available. Yeah. Do you think Brian Henry is someone that the culture embraces? Like, do you, if he was sitting here with you right now, do you feel that he has that classic we talking about? I feel like, I feel like, because he's been in everything, but he's also kind of like me where he's it, with the white people. But Atlanta is the classic. Atlanta is the classic. So when when we see him as blacks, you'd be like, "Yo, paperboy." Hmm. He has that like it, it'll be it'll be cats in the hood that, that watch Atlanta and be like, "Yo, paperboy," and he's a rapper and he's a hood dude within the show. So that's the role is just like that's paperboy right there. Even though he he's an eternal. Yeah, I know, right? It's so funny. I I I, I think my favorite role of his is in Atlanta. He's yeah. done in everything else, Godzilla, everything. Because he's killing in in Atlanta so good that when you see him in the other stuff, it's just like, yo, this dude really has range. Yeah. When you see range. him being a nerdy dude in Godzilla, yeah, and you know uh, uh, the tech guy in the Eternals, it's just like, yo, he's nothing like Paperboy, right? But that but when we see him, it's just like, yo, hey, yo, Paperboy, yeah. So you know, it just rolls like that that really, you know, resonate with the with the people. And then that that way, you know, that that'll that'll get you the cultural stamp. You know what I mean? On the acting tip. On the acting which tip. you're saying that I have to make myself because is the chances of me. Just, I feel like you got a you have a really good chance because you book a lot of shit. I know, but I've been doing this what twenty one years. Yeah. I've been on TV and right. in the movies. It's, it's two decades. That's a long time. Because yeah. most people have already gone, right. you know, people that came here with me. Yeah, you know, there's there's some of us still around the D Rays, the mm. Tay Diggs, the you know, but but most of them they gone already, or or it just ain't really happening no more for yeah. them. You know, um, another example to pause you up real quick: D Ray on Snowfall. People gonna call him Peaches now, D-Ray even though D Ray is egregiously. Underused in snowfall and Absolutely. does nothing. Absolutely, like that. You can't like to me. That's not a defining. He does nothing on but, that show. But he's he's gonna resonate with people because look, yo, that's because they seen him there. Yeah, because I didn't like, even know his name. You saying peaches? Yeah. I didn't even know he had. Because he been he been there from the jump. Following number two. Like, yeah, <laughs> but snowfall is another show that's resonating with the culture. With the culture and like Melvin Gregg, for example, oh, they're gonna man. be like. Uh, that was a man boy. thing, man boy. Man boy is like, yo, you know, so, you know, stuff like, even though Melvin Gregg has been in a lot of shit, yeah. they're going to be like, yo, man boy, out. you know, and so that's, that's what's, that's what's needed for you. Dang. Yeah. Dang. Because even though you was in the Meg and it made all this money, made over a hundred million domestically, the culture ain't so much it. overseas. <laughs> The, the culture, culture really wasn't talking about the big like the that. You know what I mean? So <laughs> And look, and here's the thing. And I'm one of one. You know that, right? What, what you mean? So me and LL was the oh, yeah. only <laughs> brothers <laughs> yeah. that survived right. the shark movie. Right. But I one-upped him. He didn't have a franchise. He right. didn't have a sequel. You back. I'm back. <laughs> I'm the only one. Yeah. I'm one of one. Yep. That means something. Mm. <laughs> 
Even LL, for example, LL has been on a super successful hit TV show for Mad Long with uh, NCIS oh, yeah. Los Angeles. Nah, yeah, but that's not resonating it. with the blacks. Right. The blacks is vital. He was closer to resonating with the blacks with the 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 MTV thing with the what is it? So you think uh the lip sync. Oh yeah, lip sync. Yeah. We watch that. And you know, when you think of LL acting, a lot of people gonna go all the way back to N2D. N2D. When he was God. Oh yeah. You know, so cause it resonated. But yeah. anyway, I gotta get the hell up out of here because I gotta do this one more show after this. Uh we're gonna have to have you back though, because this is, hey, this yeah, is a good was, time. This this was you down great. to come back? Hell yeah, I'm down to come hell, back. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? I I'm enjoy this. You feel me? Um real quick. Tell people where they can find you and what, what they need to do, what they need to lock in on. Um, you can find me everywhere. I'm at Paige Kennedy, P-A-G-E, like the book. Uh, I got new season two of The Upshaws on Netflix out right now. I play Duck. <laughs> um, and uh, I got album out right now, front page. Um, we just cracked. A million views on Spotify, oh, our, yeah. our streams, which is the the biggest that I've had it, it, uh, this quickly, mm. um, and all of my projects. Uh, and then you know next year we got the Meg Two coming. So Meg Two is that a summer? Is they gonna do a summer yeah, release? August fourth. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, this is this is gonna be the Meg Two. The Meg Two. Once y'all start seeing them trailers, yeah. they probably gonna come early. It's, it's same director. No, 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 no. Different director? Yeah, we okay. got a different director. Who directed the first one? Uh, John Turtletub. Oh, okay. He nah. directed National Treasure. Yeah, he did. Okay. And now we got Ben we, Wheatley. Ben Wheatley, what he? Ben Wheatley. He he he's a, a British director. Uh, he kind of like does these cult films and okay. s- that that do really well and resonate because they're they're interesting and mm. they're artsy and they're. But this this movie is yeah psh, yeah. You like it better than the first one. Yeah, cause you know the first one is like the origin story, yeah. I guess, and now there's there's more antagonists in this. Okay, and oh. I have a song that is going to be on the ending. Oh, it's called Chomp. Okay, and this song, <laughs> this song is a beast, bro. Yeah. And hey, that, you know what I'm saying? It might be my biggest song. They 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 using it in the film. So. Oh hell yeah, man! <laughs> you gonna have all them Chinese people playing this shit? <laughs> yeah, chomp, chomp, chomp on this. Yeah, man. <laughs> Congrats though, bro. Thanks Thank for you, coming. Man. Thank you, brother. Uh, we'll have you on again, and whenever you're available, yes, please. We can talk more because we we only scratch the surface with you. So yeah, man. We got we got so much more to get into, man. Hell I appreciate yeah. you having me, and I I am. Chomping at the bit to come back. Oh, let's get it, man. You know what I'm saying? I got your number, man. Don't be promising me a good time. <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Verbal Cardio. And uh, shout out to my patron saints in here holding it down. Sorry I didn't get into your questions. We got caught up in the convo. Damn, so they be having questions. They be having questions too. So, uh, I really uh, want to get into those. probably put the doc in the, in, the, uh, in the joint. But uh, you know how I am, man. We be raggedy sometimes. But yeah, sometimes man. Bring me back, man. And let's yeah. get to those questions. I really love those. For sure. For sure. All right, y'all. We out.